call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love lesbians. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. And you were with child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll literally. Give a, we'll give that a test run. Uh, anyway, um, welcome back to the call-in show. And uh, it was fun last week in your absence with... Uh, Ping with my two. fiance Ping too, hanging out. Uh, we will get back through all the email questions that we missed last week. Uh, my uh, my apology for not getting to them that week, but thanks for your patience. And I figured you guys would want Blonde to help answer them anyway. Uh, if you if you haven't checked in on the news in the last couple hours, uh, <laughs> felony murder charge in addition to ten others for Can you Garrett, that? Well, the cop in the Wendy's shooting. This is. This is insane. Like, and then if they convict him, we're just going to know that the justice system is so ineffectual that they will literally convict somebody just to avoid uh, like a black protest movement again. I, I will be very interested to see how this plays out. And Jake, when I heard the news breaking from Jake Tapper a few hours ago, he mentioned in his tweet that if if the officer was convicted, he is eligible in Georgia for the death penalty. Now, I. I I can't imagine that happening, Dude. but just the idea that this is on the table is that pure would clown cause world. white riots. <laughs> that's so bad that the Scandos will riot. That's how yeah, bad it will snow be. Snow wave revolution. Yeah, the snow wave war will be on. Anyway, uh, we're gonna. Keep wouldn't rolling. you boog because of that? <laughs> well, I, I don't know what I would do personally, but I just know that even to the degree that we're pursuing this, uh, yet again. Who the hell is going to be a good guy who tries to become a cop? That's not going to be a thing anymore. Why would you ever put your family through this? Why would you put yourself in harm's way if you know that if you defend yourself, you're going to be potentially put on trial for murder and potentially face no. the death penalty? Not worth it. Not for that salary. Sorry. I'll do something else. Uh, these inner cities are going to become nightmares the more we pursue this sort of thinking. But, yeah, because uh, they're so lovely now. Well, I'm, I, they're, not, they're going to get worse than they are now, if you can believe it. Um, anyway, the uh, the randomization scheme that we've been trying out the last couple of weeks, I have been enjoying. So we'll carry on with that. I've just posted the uh, the randomized list of callers in the Discord, so you guys can see, and we will uh, we'll take callers in that order. Of course, uh, try to keep your calls to two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. Uh, we will take super chats on YouTube and Streamlabs and DLive every half hour, and we'll get to those email questions in the last half hour of the show. Uh, remember, if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live. What? What's going on? I'm trying to show the baby to Laurel. Oh, is Laurel in the chat? Oh, also, there's a terrible oh. thunderstorm going on here. My parents are staying with their dog, who also sucks. So there are four <sighs> shitty dogs at my house. Wow. So we might have some background noise. Please so there, bear with there's us. There's going to be some. It's not it's the gonna baby. Be as, it's going to be as bad as that time that Blonde ate a granola bar on the stream. Never no, forget. No, I ate an orange. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. God, we got we got so much hate for that. It's so uh, unprofessional. It's like... <laughs> professionalism is clearly the staple of this show yeah uh if, anyway if you'd like to send an email and participate in the show 
uh, that way. It's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line that helps keep us organized. And we will uh, get to those in the last half hour. Buddha Fett is up first. Let's talk to him. Buddha Fett, you're good to go if you're ready. Howdy. Hi. Uh, so have you heard the new news about uh, arm braces? Uh, is this the is this the coronavirus thing or what? what do you what's no, the arm brace thing? Uh, like uh, arm braces in lieu of SBRs. Uh, oh, oh, you're talking uh, braces for guns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, today, I think it was Matt Gates mm-hmm. said that the ATF was looking at doing a kind of a secret ruling of their own on how braces, or at least one particular model of brace, wouldn't be a brace anymore and it would become a stock. Uh, I, I, all they have to do is issue a letter. I mean, that's how this stuff yeah. has been decided. I haven't in the heard past. anything about this. So if you're just to give you a layman explanation, let's say you've got a, a short barreled rifles are regulated under the NFA. That means they have to have a tax stamp. That means they're high. You got to go through a whole FBI background check process to have them. If your if your firearm is under a certain length or if the barrel is under a certain length, you can't put a stock on it. The thing that you shoulder. So what does that mean? Manufacturers have created braces, which technically are meant to hook onto your arm with Velcro, but nobody really does that. You just shoulder it because it's a different shaped piece of plastic or rubberized plastic. And the ATF in the past has issued letters saying, yeah, those are fine because those are designed to be used to brace your arm. And they've even issued letters that say, yeah, you can shoulder it. We don't care. But that's the point that Budafet's making is that if, they, if the ATF issues a new letter tomorrow, that these these braces are in fact stocks. Well, then uh, everyone who has one is suddenly in possession of an illegal short barreled rifle, and right. you got to take those things off your guns because well, they're the wrong the kind of plastic. If uh, once it's an illegal SBR, it's permanently an illegal SBR. Oh, that's so that's right. Yeah, yeah. The cereal is forever ATF stained. Is sitting here going. If they do that, they're forcing themselves to have a bunch of illegal SBRs. So I don't know if it would end up good in the courts in a way of helping us overrule at least the SBR portion of the NFA, or if it or maybe the ATF just blanket sweeping people up on felonies. Well, these things are so common. Are they? Uh, I don't know anything about those. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these these things are huge. Uh, people build AR pistols. People put these things on all sorts. They put them on all kinds of, like, uh, subgun or SMG-type type gun setups. Uh, these are extremely common. I don't, think, I don't think there's the manpower or the resources to prosecute all the people who own these things. So did Getz say that... He, he he has reason to believe they're going to do that, or what's his? Why does he say that's going to happen? Um, several people I know at Magpul, SB Tactical, and the other brace manufacturers out there have been like hitting him up and going, "Hey, what's your source on this? Because we want to know more." But it hasn't really been revealed as anything more than just his claims yet. Hmm. Okay. Where do you well, say this? Before we let you go, where was he on Tucker tonight? No, it was a. Thing he posted on his own Senate website, I think. Well, definitely keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, that's going to turn. I, I can't imagine they're going to turn a lot of people into insta felons, but uh, you never know with the ATF. They can come snipe your dog any day. Got to always be on guard. Yeah, really. All yeah. right. Well, thanks All for right. the intel, man. If you learn any more, please send it my way. I'll be curious. To I hear. will. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.
I, uh, I like Matt Gates. He seems like a, he's a fine dude or whatever. Yeah. Dude has the worst rape face. I've rape face. He's, he's got a rape face. He's got one of those faces <laughs> where all of his features are like right in the middle. Like, uh, Charlie Kirk. Uh, I guess I haven't noticed. He seemed like he seems like a fine-looking man. He seems like an upstanding character. But you are yeah. the expert on um, on criminal head shapes and and face facial He's, structures. I think we need that. to watch him. Like I like him. I agree with most of the stuff he says. But like I think we should keep an eye on him just based on his head shape. Dell, if you're still around, you're up next. But I don't see you in the waiting room, so I will circle back to you. Uh, Marine Echo, our friend Bill is good to go. Uh, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Hi. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. I uh, kind of want to talk about the uh, Albuquerque shooting today. And uh, congratulations, Blonde, by the way. Oh, thank you. I got a lot of crackle coming off your mic, maybe. Yeah, thank if... you so much, but your audio is garbage. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right, well, maybe we can work with it. Maybe we can work with it. What did you What did you have to say about the shooting? Oh, I just found it interesting. They're charging all these people, but uh, for the shooting is obviously self-defense. He wasn't part of, of the militia. Yeah. At the same time, if you look at the statue, if you look into that, uh, I've been reading a lot about this the last few days. Um, the guy that was uh, supposedly the last conquistador, mm-hmm. he um, was a descendant of Cortez and Montezuma. Montezuma being the uh, Aztec king in, in Mexico City. And, and the really Wait, who inter- was? This is the statue. The statue. The, the- this fight happened at the at this um, a statue of a conquistador in Albuquerque that the oh, mob was trying right. to rip down. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the, the interesting thing is is that he was the ruler of that area for a while, and he might have been heavy handed. I, I I don't know. I haven't read enough about that yet. But what's interesting to me is is there's a lot. Of, uh, there's a big difference between what how English uh, colonialism was that they didn't really interbreed with the locals very much. But the Spanish and the Portuguese did. Like almost everybody, uh, unless you're purely native, if you're from, uh, you know, south of North America, or if you're from Mexico or, or further south in South America, you're some mix between a native and the the Spanish. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just interesting that these people that are saying that these are our oppressors at the same time, it's actually part of their genetic lineage. Yeah. yeah 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 any and all statues these days there doesn't have to be any coherence to the statue destruction it's just if it's a statue it must go well it yeah seems to me right and tom jefferson fought fought against slavery his original drafts of the constitution were to fight against slavery but that wasn't a fight they couldn't win at the time yeah uh you know so there, there's just stuff that that it's it's all crazy yeah um, but I also found it now in that case, the, the mayor isn't uh, a woman, but as far as elsewhere, what's going on in Seattle and, and Atlanta and, uh, you know, I, I don't know about, uh, Minneapolis cause, or, or, um, cause that's like a discount Justin Trudeau. So he pretty much <laughs> yeah. is a woman, right? And then you got that head of the city council who is, uh, one of the most insane chicks I've ever heard talk. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is really awkward to me that, that a lot of these people are women just pandering. But what's even worse is, and of course I hate neocons as it is, even though I tend to side with the, the conservatives in general, but, but then you have people like Mitch McConnell like backing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Our, our audio is pretty rough here, so I'll probably have to let you go, unfortunately. But uh, 
But appreciate the thoughts, man. Are you guys ready to do what's necessary? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. Maybe we should start some kind of movement where women give their vote to their husband or boyfriend. That's interesting. I yeah, think can, we should can you trade troopers. it? Can you hand it over? Yeah, really. Sure? I mean, because no. I was talking about how I'm not going to vote and I got this email. It's like, why wouldn't you just double your husband's vote? And I'm like, yeah. Let him maybe. fill out the ballot or tell you how to fill out the ballot since I think letting him fill it out is legal. But, I but, like, a, but like a real movement, like get a hashtag going. Like, yeah. Hashtag right. have my husband votes for me or something. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Man. Have a good night, man. Appreciate you it. You too. <laughs> uh yeah you could start it up Del, yeah i don't have there? twitter there's nothing i can do about it that's right you, you're banned hey Del. yeah hey um didn't know if uh, is my mic okay yeah. yeah sounds good this time okay last time it wasn't that good all right well uh um happy happy new mother's day for you blonde welcome back thank you um, but i haven't seen did you have a gender reveal yet or are you waiting for the baby to talk first yeah really it's uh she's a non-conformist oh, wait it's a non-conformist baby uh, Got you. I'll let her choose when she's of age, which is 12. Excellent. That's, that's what you're supposed to do these days, apparently. I'm just glad you didn't go into labor when you're in the middle of the stream, by the way. I can, I, I hate to see that with your husband yelling, hey, your water just broke. Come on, let's go. And you're yelling <laughs> I know, back, right? okay, well, one second. Let me get through these super chats. That is basically <laughs> what happened, except it wasn't during the show. So, so when you're in the... Ver- it wasn't the long ver- after room. the Wednesday stream two weeks ago, though. It was uh, like late at night was, that Wednesday, wasn't it? It was Thursday. I think like early Thursday morning. Was it not? Let's see. I uh, thought I was peeing my pants at 2 a.m., but it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not long after the, the call in show last time you were here. By the way, my whole birth story is on my channel Motherland and I cry a lot. So if you want to see what I look like when I'm sobbing. Yeah. Ping too was crying Ooh. about it. She she messaged me. And so she's like, oh, my her. God. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's so sweet. Did you watch it? Sky? I have not listened to it, but she told me I should, even though a lot of that stuff is like. It's a little too, a little TMI for me, a little too a much. A little chicken. TMI, it, yeah. it gets really disgusting. Yeah. I talk about my, my placenta being manually removed, but you know, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's what happens with births. So. Yeah. Guess I better be prepared. <laughs> I can see you, you didn't have your phone out in the delivering room, in the delivering room, were you? The doc, yeah, let's say for $5, the doctor says, push. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I just want to let you know, do, uh, Maude set up her own autonomous zone in the middle of the double wide. Oh, oh yeah. Well, how much? I've, how much is non-autonomous? Got, how much is left? How much room is there? Not much. Not much. Yeah. It's hard to get into the uh, kitchen now without uh, having to go through a security check. You're she telling me that it, she didn't um, seize the kitchen? What space did she seize? In front of the kitchen, right in before you can get into the kitchen. I see. It, that's okay. where the security checkpoint is. She calls it Modadishu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she called it. That she was sneezing. We call it spaz. Not, that doesn't really. <laughs> that doesn't really stand for nothing. That's just what we call mod. Uh, okay, uh, last one, Del. Oh, last one. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a last one. I just say I can say this: we did see a whole lot of po- we did see a whole lot of po- okay. Before I go, we did see a lot of whole lot of po- protesters at, uh, protesters. Got to say that right. Out and about last night, um, mm-hmm. doing their usual protest slogans like uh, you know, close your blinds and put some pants on. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, stop standing outside my house. Find another park to take your kids to. Yep. People are just so All rude. Right. I swear. All right, y'all. I take care. Thank you, man. Yeah. Have a good night. Okay, uh, Epri Jeffstein. Epri Jeffstein. Epri Jeffstein. You there, Epri? 
Oh, who's a good baby? Let him hang out a second. Uh, lol. Senna. So you're so good. Are lol, you listening Sina? to Lol, you there? Uh, one second. Let me turn off the stream. Uh, sure. Awesome. Can both you and Blonde hear me? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, you're good. On on her end, I'm on mobile. Yeah, I can oh. hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. we're good. So. I'm going to give a bit of backstory and then ask my question. So I'm a biomedical graduate student in Blonde's old haunt, if you know what I mean. I'm trying to avoid detailed information. Sure. So You're a stone's throw from Chaz. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, the earlier haunt. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so did you hear about the shutdown for STEM last week? I did. No. I had a few people email me about it, which was, I mean, it's outrageous. Some people are, I, I, at least they let a lot of the coronavirus research proceed, but the idea that we're going to shut down scientific research for Black it Lives was, Matter issues or whatever. Well, they, uh, they let the coronavirus researchers, but apparently some of the screeners at the hospital left here, so that's always smart to do. Hmm. Sorry? Sorry. Right. So... I'm thinking I've always wanted to stay in academia because I love teaching and I, yeah. I don't know if I can deal with this whole climate anymore because it's, there's too much culty, culty bullshit. Yeah, man. So I, I wish, I wish that we could get some people to stick in there and, and fight for that, uh, fight for that realm. Cause it's so important, but at the same time, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I want, no. I want nothing to do with that. And I, I can't mean, blame you if you don't. I understand on the one hand, like I don't think that people should be doing this in college or in their jobs because then you, you can't affect change in any meaningful way. On the other hand, like they're not going to stop until they come for everybody. Every yeah. person's going to have to apologize and self flagellate because of some dumbass thing they said on Twitter and you know, 2012 or whatever. So I am starting to advocate that people just go the route of destroying their own reputations hmm. and then they can, they don't have to be afraid anymore. I mean, I, I yes. would tend, I would tend to agree with that, but it's one of those types of jobs you can't do without an institution. And when you're in the belly of a beast like this, I'm kind of thinking of the old, what, what's the term? March through the institutions, but do it the other way. And I'm trying to think how that can look. Well, uh, I, well, explain that concept to me. I'm not sure I understand. Uh, I don't know it in detail, but the, I think it's a postmodernist perspective of the Soviets can't take America because we have competence, but we'll take all the institutions. We'll take academia, we'll gotcha. take journalism, yeah. we'll take the press. Is there a way we could do that in reverse now? Because everything's corrupt or or maybe you just build something new and i don't mean like build your own school brick and mortar style but i do know that like right now uh if, if you're a college student or you're looking to gather or gain knowledge in really any field um it's never been easier to do that sort of stuff online maybe there's a way to maybe maybe there's a way to be in academia and educate people by by some sort of startup in the digital world i don't know maybe the, i think there's going to be a market for a lot of that stuff going forward though i think the brick and mortar college experience is going to is going to decline and potentially fail for a bunch of reasons not just the ideological nonsense but you got all the coronavirus bullshit you got the fact that it's just a hugely inflated 
market. It's not really worth the cost. You can go watch someone's lecture on YouTube for free instead of paying 20 grand for it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe instead of fighting for those institutions, maybe you just set up shop with something else. Let them go. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, maybe that's the answer. I'm one of the few people who wants to be a professor who says that less people should go to college. My, Hmm. I would tend to agree with that, but the only issue is when you need a physical space to do, in my case, wet lab work. Yeah. If you're talking, yeah. If you need microscopes or you, you're doing like medical study or stuff, I get it. Yeah. It's not really, you can't, uh, you can't, there's a, there's a hands-on necessity there that has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pinch. That's all I have to say then, I guess. I don't know. We'll Before we let you go, maybe you should just prime all of your colleagues by making good humored, politically incorrect jokes all the time. That's what my Straight brother's up. doing. At work. You can, you can chip away over time. Yeah. And then maybe uh, you can uh, like protect yourself in some way because you have that cloak of, of jest to be like, Oh, I was well, just fucking good, around. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, <laughs> Right now, I haven't lied, but I keep my mouth quiet when I don't need to. How how much time of study do you have left? It depends, like four or five years, probably. So so you have a long... Okay, so it's still a long road for you before you can... It's mostly like... It's not really school at this point. It's more like work rather than school. So I can just... I'm good at holding my tongue. And I just... As long as... It's the... Ben Shapiro versus Tim Pool perspective. Ben Shapiro, where you'd say, just shut up, go do whatever they want, versus Tim Pool, who would say, just say whatever you want. I, I think both of those are unrealistic because either you're lying to yourself or you're lying basically to lighting yourself on fire. Yeah, and, and as we've said on this show, it's, it's circumstantially dependent. Going in as a college freshman and picking every fight in front of your face, is just it's just not smart. But picking fights where you have power and you have influence is maybe a, a more fruitful exercise. Yeah. I think you got to be a little more choosy about the battles you're willing to fight. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, good we'll luck, s- man. And uh, let us know if, if there's any progress on that front. Awesome. Thank you all. Yeah, have a hey. good night. Okay. I, I, st- I still got Epri. Epri, you still there? Let him hang out a second. Uh, locks are masculine objects. That's a long name. Locks, you there? Let him hang out, too. I shouldn't assume all callers are male, but it's a pretty safe bet, I suppose. You know you Gavin McInnes? Yeah. This is Locks. It's a chick. Oh, there you go. Locks, I got you if you're good to go. Oh, man. This is awesome. Oh, First man. time calling? Thanks for calling in. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I, I started listening to you guys like, I don't know, like four or five. No, no, no. Not that long. Like three years ago. Like when you did the Brett Weinstein interview. Oh, so you, that's, yeah, that a that's long a long time ago. time ago. That's 2017. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Thanks for tuning um, in. Yeah. Okay. I, I wrote down like seven things that I wanted to say, but I'll just <laughs> say like a couple things. Okay. okay Very so prepared. One, I like I, that. Yeah. I, I vote for my wife. Okay. So Excellent. So you've already, you've already done this. Yeah. This, was, this, done, was this her choosing? Yeah. She, she's not interested. She's like, just do it for me. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So it's yeah, not even for political reasons. It's just she's apathetic. Well, like she she agrees with you know all the general conservative stuff. Yeah. But she just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> hmm. 
Give so, your ballot to your husband. Yeah. We need a, a, a shorter hashtag. Shorter. Like a Let shorter me know if you guys think of anything in the live chat. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag he votes. He votes. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. That's good. And then also, I wanted to say, so you guys were talking about that Seattle police chief lady who yeah. like, you don't like that much. Well, suddenly so, she's way more sane, at least compared to the mayor. I know. Oh, okay. I, I, I hadn't heard that, but like, so I live in the Seattle area and I found mm-hmm. out that I have like mutual friends in common with her daughter. So I stalked her really? on Facebook. Yeah. And she actually seemed like, like fairly normal, like no SJW stuff like posted. To be, on to be fair to her, the only thing I'd heard from her prior to this jazz stuff is her nonsensical PSA about calling 911 for hate speech that we played like a few weeks yeah. or a few months ago. But what she said about Chaz is pretty mostly common sense stuff as far as I can tell. But yeah, also fine. that's that's juxtaposed against the the mayor who's an insane person. But I think if it was some like military guy he would have gone in and busted it up. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been like, uh, screw you, mayor. You can't do this. We're not we're not going to leave the East Precinct. But she's like, ooh, I'm scared of my the female mayor. The female <laughs> police chief is scared of the female mayor. What, what's the problem here? <laughs> you... Yeah. She should let her husband do it for him. For her. He can exactly. become a uh, police chief for the day. Yeah. The yeah. best one I saw is but... hashtag husband proxy. That's a good one. That's the idea, but I don't know if it has like the catchiness to it. (laughs) Vote for her. The left, the left is so good at branding. You know, we're never good at branding things like that. Well, to quote Blackpill, never, never let it said that the left can't meme. (sighs) Well, they definitely can't meme, but they can, they can hashtag. I think they're pretty good. His content has been so good lately. So good. Yeah. That was that was one for a while ago. I mean, just all the movies that the media has used to push narratives. It's like yeah. those are their memes in a way. It's kind of crazy, like just the way they've shaped culture. For sure. All right. Anything else on your mind? Yeah. Uh, an example of a good humor, politically incorrect joke, blonde. Yeah. Do you have any examples? I was trying to think, like, what kind oh, of yeah, thing would be? A- that would be like a good humor to politically correct joke. I feel like I mean, like uh, calling it the Kung <laughs> flu, the oh, yeah, stuff like that is it's going to make yeah, most people work. laugh. And like, we can all agree that we hate the Chinese, right? <laughs> if we can't, this isn't America. Come I on. Know. What's the point? Uh, what's the point? Um, I work you with know. a bunch of Chinese people who wouldn't go over so well. Hmm. That's a shame. Sorry to hear that. What are they, what are they like before you leave? Um, they're all right. I mean, they're kind of nerdy, you know, they're just like nerdy Asians. You, how do you know you they know might not like the jokes, though? They might. I bet they might. It's Maybe. A, it's a trait. In my experience, good people are able to laugh at themselves. You know, they're not yeah. automatically offended at jokes. Maybe they'll just be like, them. shut up, round eye. And then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would like, love to hear that. I would love to hear that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right. Well, thanks, well thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Bye. Epri, if you're still there, feel free to uh, chime in whenever you like. Yeah, um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, go for it. Um, well, I uh, I was actually um, just curious if you guys had seen anything about this uh, war between China and India or skirmish. Not really war, but... I had uh, somebody messaging me about it, but I just haven't had time to look into it much. What's the deal? Um, I don't have a whole lot so far. Uh, I guess it was just, you know, kind of a, a little thing, but there are talks that it could escalate into full-blown war. And, 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I guess I guess like it was literally soldiers just like throwing sticks and rocks at each other, but there were were there dead, deaths? So. Oh, there are deaths. Yeah. Are they all? Uh, is it a mix of sides, or all on one side, or how did that play out? I didn't actually get that. I I only kind of found out about it like probably an hour ago. So I've that is just the poorest one. war I have ever heard. <laughs> Twelve Indian or Chinese people die because they're throwing sticks and rocks at each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's kind of uh, kind of low rent, I guess, but. <laughs> What was I the mean, nature of the dispute? What are they fighting over? I'm not even sure. I, it sounds like it's a border thing, so mm. it might even just be... I, I guess there's not really good blood between India and China, um, mm. which I, I think is good, because I was actually reading a thing about how uh, the US, India, and Russia actually all have like a common interest in making sure China doesn't uh, you know, get, get out of line. Yeah. I, I I mean I think we can all see uh, the Chinese Communist Party as it is not Chinese people but the party itself are oh no no of, no you know... Chinese people let's be clear <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> no, I'm just uh, anyway carry on sorry I didn't mean to derail you oh no I was just uh, I I think uh, I think there's obviously um, something to be said that uh and, and you know i, I know russia is not the most friendly country to the u.s and as not being american i don't actually know you know there's a lot of talk about them in the media but i don't actually know what americans tend to think about russians you know um as a canadian well, we just, just think about them as poor canadians like same you know used to cold weather used to drinking a lot but they just they grew up in communism so they don't have as much money anecdotally i've liked every russian i've ever met like i think that the the reputation they have around here is that they're like a shrewd and hardened people characterized by communism and alcoholism but the ones that came here uh are typically like small business owners does that seem accurate I, I mean, I could see it. Like, there, there's definitely a robust and robustness and like toughness to their culture that uh, I think would actually do really well in America. You know, that that ability to weather just about anything, and yeah. you know, yeah. like, like anywhere, I, I think there are good people and bad people, and so the the negative stereotypes about Russian culture may have been, you know, uh, or largely a result of the, the the not so great elements of it, but I think the ones who want to find a better life and move to a place that's more conducive to that, um, you know, probably are going to have some uh, some merits to them. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. See ya. Uh, okay, we're due for a break. Um, Phil over on Streamlabs. I don't even know this one. This one is very. This one is very spicy. I think it's a little, it's a little too far for Susan Wiki Wiki. Is it the but Jews it's a, or the Chinese? Um, or? No, it's just about uh, certain group tendencies to riot and other group tendencies not to riot. Let's put it that way. You're definitely uh, talking about Vietnamese people, right? Right, precisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's basically saying mm-hmm. that, that there are a lot of Americans who will never defend themselves until the end. Um, that that could be the case. I certainly, I think like the scene we just saw in Albuquerque, the more this goes on, I find it interesting how the, like in the Albuquerque case, the police show up 
after the defensive shooting had already taken place. Why were the cops not there when they were ripping down the statue? Yeah, I know. The I'm more, sure somebody called them. The more the cops are absent for that sort of thing and the more people are forced by circumstance to defend themselves, I think the more you're going to see that sort of thing. And I don't say that with happiness. I don't want to see people shooting each other in any context. No. But if you're going to be physically attacked by a mob, uh, what choice do you have at, at that point? So, um, yeah, uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out because the more this goes on, the more people are going to be forced into self-defensive situations. And, uh, and we'll see. Uh, to, the, to the average American, I would just say, uh, be prepared. Just because just you stay home and you don't go to the statue riots, I don't think that means that you're safe. You know, I, I, I like that Chicago guy, that alderman that we heard on Sunday where he's talking to Lori Lightfoot. Um, how long until this stuff starts, starts coming to your house? Yeah, that's that's really the next step. We haven't seen that on a large scale yet, but this stuff has escalated so fast. I don't think that it's implausible to think these people start raiding houses. Things I'd be do prepared. feel different. Yeah. Um, live chat just said, I like this hashtag grab her by the vote. <laughs> that's clever. I like that one. All right. Is there a way you could make it rhyme with uh, with the P word, the Trump P word? Mm, you guys are really clever. I believe I believe in you. I that's like a, that's a good start. That's a good a, idea. That's, that, you might be onto something here. Yeah. Maybe just, women don't need to give up their votes, their right to vote. Maybe they just need to have boyfriend and husband proxies. Marry, yeah. Get married and uh, hand and uh, hand it over. But the trouble is that can only happen in places where you have like a mail-in or absentee ballot. Like your husband can't go into a polling place and vote for you. Oh, unless right. you do it on behalf of him, unless he gives you a set of instructions prior mm. and you do it. Yeah. Like in Montana here, as I mentioned, we just vote on absentee mail-in ballots. So last time we voted on June 3rd, we sat down and we discussed the stuff and we ended up voting the same way. So it sort of happened that way naturally, but it was not thought out in the way you're describing. Grab her by the proxy. <laughs> I think we're getting further away here. I, I don't know. Um, You're on the right track, though. Uh, okay. Uh, you good? Yeah, we're, we're good. And thanks to uh, viewers on DLive as well. Holden Mulray says, Blonde, here's a poke of dust from the Silicon Mines for Emma Line, spelled correctly. I appreciate that. Wow. We watched Tucker's intro last night, and he reassured us that we are not crazy, and many Americans quietly feel the same thoughts. I certainly hope so. I mean, it's just... I was watching Ramsey Paul last night and he's and he said the same thing. He's like, if you feel like you're the only person that's looking around and is like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you are not. I mean, I know I've said this before, so I lost some of my credibility, but like this does feel different. It feels different. I'm I'm fairly confident that there are a lot of silent people who know that this is bullshit. They just don't want the mob treatment. And I can't blame they them. They don't want the yeah. mob treatment. Yeah, but at, at some point, everybody needs to you know, stop being such a pussy and just like allow themselves to be devoured by the mob. I promise you, you will come back stronger. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is like, well, I don't want to lose. It's not just the mob coming to harass you. It's like, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my ability to provide for my kids. I don't want to lose my stable. Home, yeah. But previous generations have sacrificed much more. Nobody's at least at this point in time, nobody's trying to kill you. Yeah, and and and, on, and that to take that perspective too. The more people who do it, the less people are going to be inclined to start firing and destroying lives because with each time you do that, the less effective it is the next. 
And not only that, but every person that's that's uh, destroyed by the mob gets removed from the pool of normies, put in a pool of red pilled people, and then eventually yeah. there are enough people that this happened to that we can just have our own industries and hire each other. Hmm. Like if we had a hiring process right now for an intern, I'd be like, on a scale of one to ten, how racist are you? <laughs> Tell me also your best racist joke. <laughs> yeah, really. That probably would be on the application. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Michael Lacey says, Brovet goes to Seattle July 4th, CenturyLink, noon. I don't know what any of that means. Century well, yeah, Link, I don't know what know? that is either. I'll, have to, uh, I'll Google it real quick. Um, Long Dong John says, Blonde, if you didn't watch last week's Colin show, you really missed out. Suffice to say, I want Dell to write a speech for Matt's wedding and I'll have fun <laughs> on the honeymoon with Matt's 22 AR. Uh yeah, uh, Dell wrote a poem about Ping Tu and me. Oh, was but it gay? It, I, I can't even give it credit. He wrote it, and it was incomplete. He wrote it. It was. It was all a funny joke. I, I, I would have to just have you go back and listen to it. But it was very clever and it was very funny. First son of man says, "Show us the baby," and it's a big donation. So I will pimp my baby out a little bit. Hmm. Um, somebody on Gab was like, "Don't show people your baby. Like you're gonna put a target on her back." But you know, I couldn't even pick up my own myself from a lineup from when, a picture of when I was a newborn. I mean, I'll stop showing her in a few weeks, but like, you know, she looks different every day. Can you see her? Uh, yeah. yeah. Isn't she cute? Talk about how cute my baby is. She's very cute. That's <laughs> what. Okay. <laughs> the cutest I've ever seen. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Boogalooshop.com. Rest in peace, Aunt Jemima. Let's put Uncle Ben in witness protection. Ayo. Uh, Charles Tamar, no note. I think that's probably good for now. Uh, I got to say, and I got I owed uh, First Son of Man a, a proper I am not Bernie greeting. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, let's, all right, let's get back into the callers. Uh... Let's see. Funny guy is up next. But funny guy, I don't see you hanging out in the waiting rooms. So uh, hop into the waiting rooms if you're still around. Your favorite sound tech is up after that. Let's try that. Uh, your favorite sound tech. You're good to go if you're ready. What's up? One, two, one, two. Yeah, you're good. Yep. Uh, so I, I watch all your streams like super late, so I'm like two weeks behind. So I'm going to run off a bunch of things. Uh, okay. Grab her by the plebiscite. Plebiscite <laughs> means referendum. Nope, I don't think that's going to catch on. Uh, not the catchiest. You were talking yeah. about microphones a couple weeks ago. You're going to want either an RE20, which is the standard for like radio, or an AT2020. You're also going to want a vacuum tube preamp and a very high quality A to D. Uh, I don't know what any of that means, but all right. The SpaceX launch. Uh, the launch window was instantaneous because the ISS going so fast across the space that if they don't launch exactly on time, they won't reach it. Okay. And then um, I work in concerts. And uh, do you think that the concert industry regulate their self like the movies do to prevent government overreach in trying to deal with Corona? Uh, explain that once more. Do we think, that, do we think the concert industry should regulate like movies? Well, like, you know, like movies and comics self-regulate to, prohibit the government oh as in like like a rating system or something is that what you're talking about uh well for to to stop you know those of corona from spreading like 
keep the cap of audience to 100 people or something like that. Yeah, so I, I guess I don't know what's happened in the movie context. Is it that their their own uh, business organization has set up a bunch of guidelines absent the government? Or what's the process? Yeah, well, so like in at least concerts, there's like an OSHA type for concerts that's trying mm-hmm. to start up. And they're, they want uh, all the workers to wear masks while they're doing manual labor. Mm-hmm. Which, A, is, sounds terrible. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering, will the government ever try to enforce more stringent rules? They, they're afraid of their, you know, mega millionaires like singers being hurt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect here. I'll be curious to see how, uh, how movies end up developing because uh, movie theaters are, are, are starting to open up or are going to open up very soon. But what's going to be in theaters? We're going to see a massive gap or lag in production. You know, AMC is owned by the Chinese. Well, they've backlogged a bunch of stuff. Because yeah, all the stuff I, should so, came out earlier. Movies suck now, though. It's just it's just filled with propaganda, and I don't and, and, I don't even know if I care. And what's the state of Hollywood now, though? Like, what's been the state of Hollywood since March? Are they actually still producing things? I mean, it's well, all CGI. I know celebrity well, I guess status. If you, yeah, is if you make all digital digital animation or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, WWE is essential right now. Is very sexual right now. Essential it's, it's in a sexual oh. business. They <laughs> never, like, they wow. never had a gap, did they? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Uh, no, there was zero gap. I'm, I used to work for wrestling, so I, I know mm. a lot of what they do. They had zero gap in TV because they get so so much of a fine from their live TV broadcasters that they're, it's too much. Mm. It's like on, when they do shows on Christmas Day, they pay everyone like double time, just so they avoid the fine. Mm. All right. Yeah, I two, didn't know two hundred people on, just the crew side. Making it happen. Well, so how is it that WWE can be essential and carry on, but other right. sports, if WWE counts as a sport, I guess it does, but it's different sort of. Well, so the day it was announced, um, someone related to WWE donated a huge donation to the Florida governor. Um, and okay. then there also is the current filming is very limited people. It's only mm-hmm. like maybe 100 people tops doing it because um, everyone's a different room. It's like mm. there's, you know, six people wrestling and then six cameramen. Yeah. And that's about it in, in the arena. How weird. Yeah. It was very interesting to work for. <laughs> I bet. You should. All right. Uh, Blanche, check out Emelina. Emelina. Oh, that's a wrestler. All right. Yeah. She didn't I did want to so. name my daughter after a, a, a wrestler. It was very, <laughs> very important to me. I see you there. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can find Funny Guy. Funny Guy maybe had to take off. Uh, Neo Unrealist is up after that. Neo Unrealist, you're good to go. Hey, Matt. Congratulations, Blonde, on the uh, birth of young Emmeline. Thank you. I just realized what, if you think about it, I started watching your channel like you were a single woman in Seattle, then you got married, and now you're a mother. I know. <laughs> it's like, where'd all the time go? Yeah, I mean, I definitely hustled. How long ago was the wedding? Was that is that two years now, or is that one? Uh, we were married on July sixth. Two years. Twenty eighteen. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, time does fly. Have you guys been? Have you been doing your show four years now? Yeah, just four, over over we, four years. We started yeah. May twenty sixteen. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I I called up to talk about the uh, Albuquerque situation, but real quick on India China. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad, actually. Uh, Indian news sources have uh, thirty Indian soldiers dead. 
China doesn't from release rocks? casualty figures. Or was there clubs. actual gunfire? There was gunfire, but the majority of the KIAs are from clubs, uh, machetes, you know, blades and sticks. Wow. We're just talking. Dude, I feel like if your people can get conquered by sticks, then like you kind of deserve it. <laughs> well, <laughs> What it is, what the reason for it is, it's it's more like gang warfare because these are high up in the Himalayas. I mean, it's not like you can get military equipment up there. Yeah, they're fighting over like land that's like the highest mountains in the world. This is like the border of Kashmir. It's like where India, China, and Pakistan meet, and India claims a huge chunk of land on the Chinese side. China claims a chunks of land on the Indian side. There's no real border up there. Hmm. So the Chinese have set up camps like in Indian territory. And this is a, a complete uh, imperialist land grab. Okay. All right. So, and and they did it with clubs and sticks in mountain warfare. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that crazy. And if you don't know, the Atlanta police department just walked off the job. Like most of the night shift. I, d- I didn't see that, but good. I, uh, frankly, I mean, not good for the citizens of Atlanta, but I don't, I don't blame a single cop who does that. It's, it's, this, it's really bad. According to Cernovich, he goes, after mass walkouts among members of the Atlanta PD, the mayor began requesting assistance from mutual aid jurisdictions, you know, around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And officers from those jurisdictions are refusing to respond to any yeah, why call would you? other than yeah. officer down. Yeah, why would you? Screw that lady, dude. That, that, I, why would anyone assist the Atlanta mayor after what she's done? So it says here that sources confirm Atlanta PD zones three and six, the southeast area, already have 20 to 30 cops walk out. That's more than half the entire shift. Wow. Then uh, news, so that they, the cops there just like, you know what? Let it burn. <laughs> I don't I don't blame them at all. I don't yeah. I, we're going to see we're not we're going to see this in Atlanta. We're going to see this in Minneapolis. We're going to see this in Seattle. We're going to see this in all the urban centers of this country, they will become increasingly lawless and it's going to be absolute chaos. Now, the ironic thing about this, the thing, Steve Baca thing in Albuquerque. Yeah. It's now looking for he's he's blue shirt guy, right? The guy who shot. Yeah. Think about it. He's actually his name, Baca. He's Mexican and he was attacked by three masked white guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now they're slapping him with two extra uh, battery charges, I guess, for pushing women. Has the DA said anything about this, or is it just the police investigators? Well, this I think this is the DA that's hitting them with these charges. That's that's okay. the, the crazy thing. Last I but, saw, the last report I saw was that the DA was still investigating, and, and it was still kind of up in the air. But uh, well, Let's see. Stephen Ray Baca is now facing three battery charges, including that's including the aggravated battery with the gun enhancement. And he's mm-hmm. here. They're saying he's being charged for the unlawful carrying of a deadly weapon. Maybe so he, he was not have a CCA. I mean CCW. Okay. So he was not. Uh, he didn't have the permit to carry the gun. I don't know. That's it says unlawful carrying. So uh, I don't, is it New uh, Mexico? Was he open? How was he carrying it? Was he carrying it that's, concealed? That's the thing. I, it was concealed under his shirt. Uh huh. New Mexico is open carry. It's in their constitution. Yeah. yeah. But he he was carrying under his shirt. Now, if you watch the videos, I think one of the Antifa guys spotted the outline under his shirt. That's why I was pointing ah. at him and screaming okay. top. So the New Mexico. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand why they were saying that. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he's got a weapon. He's got a weapon. Cop, cop, cop. That's what yeah. actually riled up the crowd. Gotcha. So the Silver Guard guys, that woman that called the the 
the police and said that the police are needed. She was on Michelle Malkin's uh, YouTube channel on a stream, and she was mm-hmm. her name was Esther Rivera. And you could see her. She's the lady in the beginning that they were calling Karen. Esther and Rivera, she, is that what you said? Yeah, she's she. Her family's been in been in New Mexico for five hundred years. She was, her ancestors were on the expedition that came with the guy Onyante, the statue that they're trying to rip down. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm like, these people are tearing down a statue of the of the people that are essentially apart from the indigenous, the the original inhabitants of the place. They've lived there since before the United States even existed. She, her family's been there 500 years, if you think about it. And they're tearing down this statue that they care about. So it's like, this is not even a Confederate. So I didn't even, it's got nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. So these people are very angry over there. I'll be very interested to see how this legal case yeah. plays out. I mean, this this and the Atlanta cop are both nonsense. Do, do we know if there's been any charges against like skateboard guy and the people who were beating him up? Has that come down? Or those people are just, that's fine. No news on that. And the thing oh is, God. On, on my video I was researching, I came up with dozens of people that have been charged with uh, assault with a deadly weapon for attacking people with skateboards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could do some serious damage with that thing. So it's like, the only way I could figure is if there's an exception, maybe maybe they're saying, oh, they were attacking him because they were trying to stop a felony. But it, until the point when he shot someone, all he'd done was push a woman down, which that's misdemeanor battery. Yeah, yeah, I could see a case there, even though, you know, that, that, that woman was obstructing his path and pushing against him. But he retreated for what I, you said in the, in the messages. He retreated for like a full city block. Well, where he sat down finally was in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, on the opposite corner. So yeah, that's at least a block. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, thanks. Um, thanks for uh, the information. And of course, uh, your video's up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or have you not? Okay. So yeah, if people want like a a, a really detailed breakdown on um on the New Mexico situation, head over to Neo Unrealist channel. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Bye. Um, uh, blank is up next. Uh, blank, you're good to go. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, sorry, I have to mute the stream. Sure. Hi. Uh, I've been watching your shows for a long time, but this is my first time interacting. Oh well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling. Thank you for making this possible. Um, your shows are great. Oh well, thanks. Uh, are you guys familiar with the channel called Unnatural Vegan? No, that that one's new to me. She does informational videos and also analyzes crazy things that go on in the vegan community. Uh, are you a part of that community or just interested? Um, not really part of it, just interested in her channel. Hmm. Are you vegan? You're not no, vegan? No, I'm not. I like cheese. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do. Um, I like her, I guess, because um, she cares about truth and logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to know your guys' thoughts about um, her recent BLM videos and how she handled the backlash. Uh, can I give a brief summary before I talk about sure. it? Sure. So uh, are you saying she normally does vegan content, but she talked about BLM? Is that the general context? Yeah. Okay. So what happened? She released two videos. Uh, the first one, 
because people were asking her why she had not said anything about BLM. <laughs> why she and didn't also, post a, bla- a black This square. vegan chick is probably like, why do I have to address this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and also because people wanted her to talk about some of the controversial things that other vegans had said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the second video was a follow-up, and she made it clear that it was not an apology. She um, she goes through the bad logic in the top comments on her first video and calls out some anti-white racism too. Wow! So Whoa. she even went. She didn't just she didn't just go after the narrative. She went after her audience. It's unnatural vegan. I'm gonna look this chick up. Well, she says that she is emotionally sympathetic to the protests, but uh-huh. is not convinced they're effective or necessary. Um, what does she I, think about their claims of fact? Does she does she buy into the narrative of systemic racism and and police violence against black people and all that stuff? I'm not really sure. Hmm. I don't think. I think she would uh, be a little bit more left than the general viewer of this show. Sure, but I don't know her politics very well. Okay. Ah, um, uh, she got ratioed pretty bad on this video. Yeah. But I'm sure the vegan community is filled with leftists, so... But good for her for standing her ground. she have a pretty established channel, or what's what's her... 270, 270,000, so it's pretty good. Oh, Um, wow, she's got a big channel, yeah. Responding to comments, this is the name of the video. This is not an apology, and I still support Black Lives Matter. I mean, fine. I just just appreciate it when people, just in general, are like, yeah, I said what I said, and I don't apologize. Yeah, good. Good for her. Anyway, we'll watch these videos. We'll let you know. Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. God, that's the. Uh, that's one of the most annoying parts about all of this is that you're not allowed to just sit it out. You know, if yeah. let's say you don't feel passionately one way or another, or maybe you do feel passionately against the mob, but you just don't want the fight with the mob. You're not allowed oh, to sit it out. It's so annoying, and, just be and it's quiet. like everybody had to open their fucking mouth about this. Like Wendy's gave five hundred thousand dollars to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> L'Oreal, who makes my favorite concealer, is like talking about white privilege. Oh, little baby. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, I, I love gory murder podcasts. Mm-hmm. And the only person that didn't talk about this is Mike Bidet. He's the only person. He, he has a little bit on Twitter. Uh, the, the Sword he and Scale. He didn't talk about it on Sword and Scale, though. At Murder no. Squad did a moment of silence. And then no. those bitches from Crime Junkies. On True Crime Podcasts? Yes. They're, be- they're just bending the knee. These crime junkie twats like raised all of this money for Black Lives Matter too. There's a lot. And I, I I may spend some time looking into this. I wish I had a little more resources and some research help. Maybe there's maybe some audience who'd like to help out on a project. But there is so much fraud going on right now between this Minnesota uh, yeah. charity that's supposed to be bailing people out. And they've spent like they got thirty five million dollars and they've spent like two hundred thousand on bailing people out. Black Lives Matter. What does it even mean to donate to Black Lives Matter? Who the hell is that money going to and being right. used for what? You look they at They don't Wes, have a leader or like a real organization. I this money is just gonna get siphoned off and like used to buy illegal guns that a bunch of black people shoot sideways. It's like what what's your what's your plan here? Like what what is what are they gonna do? That's proper form with a Glock, don't you know? It's hold it that way, yeah. Uh Raz Simone, the guy, the rapper in, in Seattle at Chaz or Chop, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Uh he if you go to his 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 uh Spotify, it has it, it's like, oh, he's fundraising for coronavirus relief. So you can click on it 
to support coronavirus relief. And it's the Cash App linked directly to the Seattle People's Protection Squad or whatever. In other words, his personal account. But it's branded as coronavirus relief. Oh, really? Interesting. That's outrageous. I heard like a billion dollars have gone to black charities. There is so much fraud going on right now. And uh, it would be wise to look into it. Maybe I'll, I'll spend some time doing that. Uh, blank. Uh, no, we just talked to blank. Uh, no guard is up next. You're so pretty. You're the prettiest baby in the world. You are a seven, Emmeline. A perfect Hopefully. seven. <laughs> I got a really hateful email about that. It's like, you should want your kids to be better than you. It's like, have you never met the hottest woman at your high school? That chick is a bitch. <laughs> Does everybody remember the hottest woman that went to their high school? <laughs> I don't what know. was her personality? I went to such like? a small high school that it's hard to gauge. I mean, do they ever have sparkling personalities ever? Well, they don't have to usually. Yeah. That's... You want them to be late bloomers hmm. for their beauty to unfurl. <laughs> yeah. Guard, you there? No guard? Yes. Hello. Uh, what's, hey, what's uh, Blunt, congratulations. I Thank hope you, you get a sleep schedule sometime in the next month. Oh, it's actually not been too bad. Oh, really? That's awesome. She's been uh, sleeping at night. Yeah, and she just wakes me up with like a little coo every two hours, and I feed her, and I change her, and then I just cuddle her little nose and rub my nose against her, and then I I put her back, and then uh, I sleep for another two hours. It's just been such a joy. I I love her so much. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome to hear. Uh, So I'm curious if you guys have ever heard of uh, David Friedman's solution to defund the police, which is private police and courts. No. Ooh, I know this is, yeah, this is popular in a lot of. uh, Yeah, the uh, ANCAPs, basically. Um, Yeah. uh, Well, I'm I'm open to hear. Is this a a view that you subscribe to or something you're interested Uh, in? I think it's probably not going to be happening in Minneapolis or Atlanta or any of these places because the people that probably haven't read any David Friedman, mm-hmm. but you know, if somehow they were to manage to convince the gangs not to kill everybody and instead <laughs> good luck, the police aren't, then maybe we'd be able to see Ancapas grow in the middle of Democrats, which would just be hilarious. That would be a weird, uh, a weird meeting of uh, unlikely bedfellows. Yeah. Uh, if the I'd commies say. hate the cops so much that they want to privatize justice with the ANCAPs. What is this world? Uh, we've seen strange alliances form in this weird political world we're in right now. Um, I guess my fear, like just generally my fear about privatizing police and privatizing the courts is... Does that just become a contest of like who can pay for the best army to fight for your view of justice? Yeah, it's like a mercenary army. How, how do we how do we ensure not that the current system always gets justice served perfectly, but how do we how do we how does that system ensure that justice is served and it's not just whoever can I guess people would make the case that whoever can pay for justice gets it now because it's just a battle of buying the best lawyer. But if you're buying the police force and you're buying the courts too, how how do we ensure that there is in fact justice for the type of person who maybe doesn't have the resources to buy the best army to bring that justice? What's what's the general thinking on that? You there? 
All right. I think we lost <laughs> we'll, him. We'll catch you next time, guards. Appreciate it. Uh, let's try snugly. That sucks. Snuggly. That was like a really thoughtful question. I, I'm very. <laughs> I actually am interested in that topic. I have a lot of skepticism about it. Yeah. But uh, I just. Uh, I don't see how it would work in practice, but maybe I'm missing something. I'm open to the, to hearing about it. Snuggly Love Muffin. That's a great name, but Snuggly, I don't see a hang. Oh, wait, no, no, here we are. Sorry, I missed you. There we go. Snuggly, you're good to go if you're ready. Okay. Snuggly. Yeah, this is pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I just kicked him out. He might be on mobile. Are you on mobile, Snuggly? Uh, he might be. Snuggly, are you on mobile? Okay. I'm going to speculate that he is because it keeps kicking him out. So it's a friendly reminder. Mobile can work if it must, but almost always laptop and desktop is a much better, uh, much more functional thing to use for uh, for Discord. So Snuggly, we will have to try again, but thank you for, uh, for tuning in tonight and for hanging out. We are due for a break. Um, we're good over on DLive. Thanks for tuning in over there, guys. And just a couple over on Streamlabs here. Anthony James says, Blonde, why is that varmint still alive? Stop being a pussy and do the right thing already. This referring to Caesar, I think. Oh, uh, my parents are going to take him, it looks like. Ship, oh, they like permanently? Uh, yeah, my mom likes him. Okay. This person, uh, Anthony, says, uh, ship Caesar to China. Don't worry, he'll nourish at least half a toddler over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Quebec says, uh, best wishes to blonde and that adorable baby. And that was a very, uh, very generous contribution from, uh, from Quebec. So th- so I am not going to be niggardly. And Phil again says, um, Phil, Phil's trying to get me in trouble with Susan. Um, and, hmm. I, okay. So he's basically saying that there, there's two, there's, how can I phrase this in a way that Susan won't get pissed at me for? Um, that basically anybody and everybody agrees that there has to be a certain racial minority approval of any policy before anybody will support it. What? Uh, it's, it's, like you have to get the tokens on board with your policy proposals for it to to do well politically. That's the general sentiment. I. <laughs> I'm trying to be as fair as possible, Phil, without like getting myself in trouble. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, pro-life folks seem to be only seems only to uh, seem only to be opposed to abortion because of how many. Um, <laughs> it's very it's very racialized. It's very racialized. But I get the sentiment of what you're saying. That is to say, like. The, you're proposing we talk about policies that we that we want to support or propose that you have to have a certain you have to have like a rainbow coalition on board to support it for it to be viewed as legitimate and i don't know why that should necessarily be the case that's not what that's not the mark of a good idea or not um but anyway we're, we're good over on Streamlabs. thanks for bearing with me phil and uh for supporting the show i just gotta you know i gotta keep susan off my bang a little bit off my ass susan <laughs> Um, Charles Tamar, no note, thank you, sir. Cyclone eighty nine seventy four. Since no one believed me, Count Dankula did say he thought that thirteen percent commit fifty percent was just a meme to piss people off and isn't true. In a video called "Everyone Is a Nazi" at eleven forty. Um, Recently is or is it old? I don't know. 
Um, I can I can see that. I don't know. Oh, look at her little yellow head. Aww. Are you caught up? Uh, no, sorry, I got oh. distracted. Uh, looking at the baby. Michael Lute, Lacey <laughs> says, "Angry cop, vet bros marching on Chaz noon seven four. Ah, okay. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Jason McConnell, how long before they tear down the St. Paul Science Museum gecko statue? Uh, I don't even know that one. It, the, it must just be a gecko, though. It must literally be a gecko. Uh, it's probably going down. You guys, it's because she's jaundiced, not because she's Chinese. <laughs> God. Uh, Jason McConnell, I just read that one. Ovid says, Blonde, I've been watching your stuff with my M. When you complained about the baby being called Emmeline, we both cracked up laughing. Trust us, it's not going to get better. Cute kid, though. I know. Mm. I knew there were going to be some pronunciation problems, and she might have been named something different if I would have delivered on time, which is still two weeks from now. Wow. I know. Um, but she's just going to have to go through life telling everybody to shut their goddamn mouths. Mo- Mom will teach her, yeah. Mom will teach her. Jin Yu says, thanks, Blonde, for the future team. I love you guys. We love you, too. Yukon Don. Blonde, it's great a, to see you. That was you a generous one, too. Oh, it was really generous. Oh, I, I am not going to be niggardly. Oh, All right, thank I you. I mean to just cruise through, Jin Yu. Um, Yukon Don. Blonde, it's great to see you looking so happy. My heartiest congratulations. Thank you. I am really happy. Uh, everybody should have a baby. <laughs> careful, careful, careful with black okay, magic. Maybe not everybody. Um, careful with this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, why can't I read? Can I read this? It's fine. I, have a, I don't. I think we got to be careful with this sort of thing. Fine. Um. Yeah. It's it's got it's got nasal references. You know. Mm, yeah. Someone tricked me into. I don't even want to repeat it. Don't do it because they'll trick you again. Our live chat is clever. Someone tricked me into saying the word Noseberg the other day. I, like, I, st- <laughs> I think it was the stream with Frank. Black Magic, thank you for supporting the show. But you know, okay, we'll on. circle back. I got I to gotta be careful with, my, with, with Susan breathing down my neck. Um, with her giant nose. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. What do you want from me? You know, you chose me for this stream, and now I've got to keep my mouth shut. You yeah, joking. you shut the hell up. Yadair Hay is up next. Yadair, you're good to go if you're ready. Danger forward. Is that, we'll try that. Uh, Danger forward. You there? Okay. Keep it moving. Uh, Onion head. I'm here. Is, uh, go for it if you're ready. Yeah, initially was going to call up a week or two ago with because of an email I got talking about uh, from Barnes & Noble. Here are some recommendations about anti-racism or racism and yeah. allyship and more for adults yeah. and young adults. Yeah. That's stupid. And then, of course, the whole Atlanta cops getting charged for essentially play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, this it's going to be crazy. Be, this is well, going to be, be a disaster either way. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, what's going to happen is they're, they're going to have a totally legally unsupportable case. And then it's just going to how many Wendy's will have to burn to make up for this one. All the Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing that's driving me the most insane is all of the people not knowing history and going after monuments and stuff like Gone with the Wind and stuff like that. Like yeah. with Gone with the Wind, 
we won't mention the fact that it had the first African American to win an Academy Award. We won't mention that fact. I did not know that fact. That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, Hattie McDaniel, the lady who played Mammy in that, yeah, was the first African American to win an Academy Award. It was partly due to her acting chops, partly mm-hmm. due to David O. Selznick actually changing that character from the book to make it more, that character more humanized. Hmm. I, I won't okay. repeat what the book called that character, but it definitely was very racist from the book. <laughs> sure. Which also shows progress, even though she had to do, you know, the typical you know segregation type thing at the time just to get into the venue yeah um and even that was an advancement from 25 years earlier with birth of a nation yeah also known also known as perfect ad for the kkk which was also the first movie to be shown at the White House at the request of the Democrat president, by the way. Who was president <clears throat> at the time? Woodrow Wilson, 1915. Ah, yeah. Uh, then They were tearing the down different... his statues years ago, too. He was way too racist. Well, he was the one who requested Birth of a Nation to be shown at the White House. So yeah. uh, Then you got the defacement of the 54th Massachusetts. Uh, memorial. Yeah. First volunteer black regiment to fight under the racist American flag. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Who, it's uh, sorry, go ahead. Who also had the first African American to win the Medal of Honor. Oh, I didn't it. know that. That's an interesting fact, too. Uh, I'll probably end with this because I know it might be short on time. Sure. But basically, I believe the guy's name, last name was Carney. He was the flag bearer for the regiment. They went in. uh, They were the lead regiment on this assault on uh, like a mini fort called Battery Wagner. They lost 50% of the regiment in this attack. Going in on two days. Force march, no rest. Hmm. He gets shot like five, six times, including the legs and the arms. Uses the flagpole with the flag still on it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Goes from inside the fort all the way back to the hospital. Walking Damn. on his own. All right. Th- this is how he got the Medal of Honor. Yeah, and now we're defacing uh, memorials and to his unit. He gets back to the hospital and basically says, it never touched the ground, boys, to Aww. which the hospital basically erupts in cheers. Wow. Sounds like a real it- asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, spray paint his statue, tear it down. Yeah, we got to give you the boot, but thanks for that little history lesson. Yeah, that, those are cool facts. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. Have a good one. As well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Danger, you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Hey, awesome. Uh, 
huge fan first time caller and first time using discord so i'm glad it worked well uh, uh, yeah you you've made it this far it's a difficult thing to navigate it's not exactly uh very intuitive for the new user so thanks for calling in and i'm on mobile which apparently is also lucky lucky you yeah you made it anyway i did uh anyway um yeah like i'm a huge fan Uh, i've been a police officer for about 10 years now oh wow Um, are are you comfortable saying where or what state or uh, a large city on the east coast not atlanta though sure yeah Um, but i do have i actually know people who work for atlanta um officers who work with my department now that used to work for Atlanta and officers that work in my department that now work for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but I'm also actually a certified taser instructor and technician. Um, certified oh, I have taser. a question for you. Do they shoot yes. twice? Do taser shoot twice? The, the taser X twos and the taser sevens. Um, most police departments use the old X 26s, which shoot once hmm. But from everyone I've talked to is Atlanta uses both, the older and the newer models, and that these specific officers used the X2, which fired twice. Ah, okay. so they they were worried, because he did fire, so they were probably were worried about him being able to fire it again, which make this, makes this even more legitimate. Um, well, the, the thing that everyone's focusing on that um, is that, you know, could, could he fire again? How, how dangerous is the taser? The, the whole thing, from my point of view, is that the officer who shot probably didn't even realize that he had a taser. Um, and that's based on when a taser is activated, it turns a light and a laser combo on yeah. that turn on underneath the cartridge phase, which is the exact same location you would put a light on a gun. This guy, he hadn't been searched for weapons. They didn't know if he had a gun. This officer in the 10 seconds of struggle getting up and running probably didn't even realize his partner's taser was taken. Well, yeah. in the, in the vi- footage of the struggle, he goes, he took my fucking taser. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I've been, in, I, I've been in plenty of fights with suspects, and I can tell you that you're, you're not listening to that kind of stuff. Like he, Oh, you're saying you know, the other I, I guy didn't know. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it's happening yeah. so fast, too. It's like, are you really yeah. stopping and thinking about every single fact that, that is developing that rapidly before your eyes, you know? Yeah. So what's uh, can I ask you what morale is like in in your in your force or or where you're working? Like what what is just uh, what's what's it like around the the cop water cooler, so to speak? Bad. Everyone is saying that the job's dead and that that bad things are coming and that we're basically going to be screwed. Hmm. Um, Have you? Do you encounter, is there any sort of more difficult encounters with the public? Do you think that people have more negative views of cops now or anything like that? Uh, I I specifically work in a really high crime area, so it's a little bit hard to judge. Yeah. Um, So everyone's always hated us where I work. Um, Sure. It has, people have become sort of more brazen recently. Um, I mean, just throwing stuff at you as you go down the street and stuff like that. Wow. Oh my God. So, and and so so what uh, if you're if you're in kind of the rough part of the you know rough part of a city all the time and facing that stuff frequently what uh, for you what keeps you doing it what makes you go to work every day despite that uh, despite that sort of treatment um I mean I mean I started because I wanted to serve the community I'm working in the city that I grew up in but mm-hmm. I mean lately it's just kind of been it's it's a steady paycheck. Um, and uh, I've been thinking about what I'm going to do next. I, I don't know if I'm going to stick around or 
or what? So you're already planning an exit, you think? Um, not not seriously. I'm kind of looking to see how sure. how things go. I mean, okay. It, I don't know for sure. Wow. All right. Well, I, I appreciate the thoughts, man. We'll probably have to keep it moving, but, um, but thank you for, for letting us know. I, I don't have any, uh, close police connections myself. So I kind of have to just, just speculate about what I would guess is going on within those departments. And I appreciate a little insight. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Take care. You as well. Uh, onion head. Stop after that. Onion head, you're good to go. Do you know, uh, a quick aside too, they're already trying to defund the police in Bozeman. What? Yes, the movement is on. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're doing this crap here. We don't have a crime problem here. We don't have a police brutality problem here. Am I up? You got a white problem. <laughs> yeah, Onion head, uh, you're good okay. to go. I just wanted to, I just wanted <laughs> I to mention that quickly because I was, I was right, raging um, on Facebook about that today. Yeah, don't go on Facebook. Yeah. Um, all right, so I had a couple points. I'll try to get from real, real quick because I want to know what sure. you guys think. Um, first of all, uh, if you haven't seen the YouTuber named Donut Operator, I would highly recommend checking out his channel. Oh, we know yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, I, know uh, I know he does great breakdowns of this sort of thing or police encounters and stuff. It's interesting because I went back and watched a bunch of old pictures or uh, sorry, a bunch of old videos and he has a playlist um, of videos that he does every once in a while called mm-hmm. uh, Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. Mm-hmm. And it's context surrounding the really short, like 10 second clips that are spread around Twitter, shared millions of times of police, like brutalizing this teen who didn't even have a weapon. And then he shows yeah. up 20 seconds before when like the teen who was drunk driving had kidnapped someone and shot at the police. Mm-hmm. And then all they show is him on the ground, like being handcuffed, you know, like roughly or something. So, yeah. um, so my point is this, uh, there's, there's an idea that's been fed to people who see only the short clips of those videos. And these are the people who say context is irrelevant because we all know, you just know that cops are out there killing people. You just know it. Sure. I've seen it. And, and the, the information that being fed is selective and it's not borne out by the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you, what you get are people like, um, and now I'm spacing on his name, but the Wendy shooting you guys were just talking about. Yeah, um, uh, Rashad Brooks and uh, exactly. Garrett Rolfe is the cop, yeah. So the the one thing I've seen um, in like most of these, almost all of them, is fighting the cops. Yeah. Like they go to arrest them, they're polite, they go to arrest people, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they start fighting the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I've heard a lot of people talking recently about um, like the talk that parents have to have with their teenagers who are black. Sure telling them that they're going to be picked on by police because they're black and they have to be careful when they break the law, which is what I heard someone say. I had, I told my son, he can't be like trespassing because he might get killed. Mm -hmm. And my, my father and spoiler alert, I'm not black. My father gave me the same talk, but not in a racial way, just a, by the way, you break the law, you might get killed. You don't put your, you know, you reach in the glove box too quick when you're being pulled over, you might get shot by a police officer. Um, I, I'm wondering if you guys have any explanation as to why a racial component to that talk is helpful. Cause I think it's hurtful. I, well, yeah. if you expect your kid to commit more crime then I suppose it's a worthwhile conversation to have. But, um, but I don't, I mean, I'm a white female and I've been messed with by the police, but I was also like being bad. 
So yeah, I, got, I got messed with by the cops last summer, last Labor Day. That's right. He put his hands on me, and that was really bizarre. But I think, like, is it a problem to teach your kid that you're going to be victimized by the cops because of your race? I would think so, and I, I wouldn't teach my kid that. Um, obviously, I'm not black, but I, I wouldn't teach my kid that he's going to be unfairly targeted by anyone without a reason to believe that to be the case. But I think the, the bigger problem is... Whether that conversation is wise or not, how frequently is that conversation happening at all? How many dads are actually present to have that conversation in the first place? Not a lot. And that's a huge, (laughs) or at least not enough. I shouldn't say not a lot, but not enough. And when you're talking about the criminal encounters that lead to these sorts of unfortunate outcomes, what's the major driver of that? Fatherless homes is arguably number one. So while I I wouldn't advise someone to teach their kid that you're going to be racially victimized. That's I, I don't think that that's the heart of the problem. I think the heart of the problem is that is the, the conversation is not happening at all. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I think that's probably true. Um, and I, I don't know that like are, are a bunch of like black single moms, the ones having the conversation, these conversations with their kid. I've seen these videos before and it just seems like virtue signaling nonsense to me. Generally, well, like if you're yeah. not committing crimes, you're going to have fewer interactions with the police yeah. Every time that I've interacted with the police, I have been committing a crime in my life. Well, I, my, my point is, I think it just it puts into people's heads that if a police interaction happens, it's not justified. Like assume right. that you're right. being unjustly picked on. Right. And like yeah, it seems point. like that would lead to more people fighting the cops, feeling like, oh, well, if I'm getting arrested. I must have done something wrong. Instead, yeah. it gives the idea of, oh, I'm being arrested. I'm being oppressed, even though you were drunk in a parking sure. lot of a when not parking lot drive through of a Wendy's yeah. failed your sobriety test. Like, you know, why would, what um, I saw that video. Like I just could not fathom why you would fight. Why? Like what goes, why would you fight? Oh, well, why would you fight? We know like, why he fought. The reason he fought is because he has a criminal history and he's going straight back to jail. That's why he yeah. fought. Yeah. And that information is out now. But what did uh, he think was going to happen? Yeah. His car was there. They were clearly going to find him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like what the it's, fuck did he think? Roll the, roll the dice. And you know, you he know? wasn't very drunk. His blood alcohol was 0.1. I used to have a breathalyzer. When you're at 0.1, you're like feeling good. You you're not blacked out. You a breathalyzer? Did you carry it in your purse? No, I just used to like see how drunk I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. But I've, point I've one, you're, you're not that. you're not super wasted. You're not blacked out. You're not like doing really dumb stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point oh eight is you can drive legally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In most states, so that's like barely higher than the legal driving limit. That guy, he seemed totally coherent. This whole thing really baffled me because I don't know. His, they they had his car. They knew who he was. He runs away. He gets away from them. And then what? You like you're on the lamb? Like what's your fucking plan, bro? Like, or or plan? worse, you know, he shoots that guy with a taser and the guy the guy goes down and you know, like what what is he planning like grabbing a gun? Like is he is he trying yeah. like I I don't want to go back to jail, so I'd rather assault a police officer. Right. I yeah, I mean it's like if you live, you're going to spend significantly <clears throat> more time in jail now. Yeah, he um, probably was on other drugs. That's my guess. We'll ha- we'll have to let I you know, go, I, but I appreciate um, the thoughts. And I, the only yeah. other thing I wanted to say to you is my favorite example of what you're talking about. Do you remember Bill de Blasio in the debates last, uh, like last summer, but Bill de Blasio said, I had to have the talk with my son who's black because he has a black wife. And <laughs> so it was like, I do remember that. Yeah. Me, the head of the NYPD effectively, or I think he actually is formally the head of the NYPD. I forget what the structure is in New York, but he has certainly mm-hmm. has some say 
in the NYPD as the mayor. And he's saying, yeah, I had to tell my son that the, the, the New York cops are racist. The cops I run. Watch out for them. <laughs> Black son. Yeah. Because they're yep. going to get you. Yeah. Yep. I think it's counterproductive. Before yeah. you Blake's, go, is this yeah. is this common knowledge that his daughter like showed everybody her bush? Is this true? Wait, what? Who's Chiara daughter? is. Why are you asking me? But no, <laughs> is, is, no. Chiara oh. is. She's the one who looks like Bert. Yeah. Okay. So I heard. I don't remember who told me this. It might have been my mom. That like she had somebody was taking her picture, and so she like lifted up her dress on the subway mm. and showed everybody her bush. Is this true in the live chat? That I, I have not heard. I don't know why I, I asked you. Be... Like you're the purveyor the... <laughs> of information about, <laughs> yeah, about Chiara De Blasio. Have you seen um, De Blasio's daughter's bush before we let you go? Well, now um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I have not, yeah. but I have <laughs> seen her. Uh, that was her who got arrested for protesting, right? Yeah, yeah she was. She had, yeah. Oh my. She looked possessed. Yeah, she looked yeah. like uh, Miley Cyrus plus like three levels of crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, but as I leave, I'm just gonna shout out my music channel on YouTube. It's Matthew's Daily Song Challenge. I write, record, and post a song every single day. So cool. All um, right. I'm actually about to go do that right now. So well, anyway, good luck I with the channel. Yeah, thanks I appreciate you giving me extra time. Thanks. Sure. Have a good night. You too. Chiara uh, De Blasio. You more time for a few more raffle. Maybe Raffle had to take off. Or did someone just write Raffle? I don't know. Uh, Red Falcor. There's always time for Red Falcor. He always finds his way in. Yes. (laughs) What's up, man? I did. (laughs) What's up, guys? Uh, Am I the last one? I didn't actually hear the lead. Uh, We have time for probably a couple more. Okay, cool. I'm, you know, yeah. I don't feel so bad. I guess. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I did did want on a, I did have some thoughts about like um, the way that parents raise ki- kids to interact w- w- with the police. Yeah. But uh, but other uh, people have uh, said basically the same thing. I was going to say about that. Okay. Um, and then the other item was uh, one gentleman earlier in the sh- in the show brought up the march through through, through the institutions. I don't know if you guys yes really knew what he was talking about. Uh, yeah, exactly. no, I don't. I don't know I what do. that. I don't know that reference. I don't know what that is. So yeah, explain Blonde to does. me if you do. Yeah. I... Yeah, it just involves. Yeah, no, go ahead, blonde. Um, it's just the Marxist uh, defeating institutions individually to aggregate cultural power without mm-hmm. having to conquer any formal governmental structures. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And it, uh, you know, I think it, it's to, you know, I think we we cr- cr- criticize conservatives for not having enough cur- 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 courage to stand up to the mob, mm-hmm. but uh, but we have to also remember that. Uh, the mob it took uh, uh, decades to build, yeah. and you know the 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 this particular form of radicalism infiltrated every institution uh, over the past f- 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 50, 60, 70 years, mm-hmm. and so 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 that in in ma- major cities c- 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 the the conservatives are way outnumbered, and so if we if we have any re- reasonable cr- cr- criticisms of anarcho-capitalism and pr- pr- private policing, as I think that we should, uh, then we need to think that may, may, maybe conserv- 
conservatives need to be a bit more aggra aggressive and, and direct in, in the way that they try, try, try to take back power from, from the institutions. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt that, it, that it's had a lot of cultural influence and therefore a lot of political influence. Um, you know, we all like to laugh at the cringy celebrity videos and stuff, but the fact of the matter is that uh, it, obviously we hear from people each and every week. It's like, I, I don't feel comfortable speaking out in my place of work. I don't feel comfortable speaking out in my, my school. I don't feel comfortable speaking out in social, certain social settings. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I totally get what you're saying. And I think the answer is sort of what, what Blonde was saying earlier. You don't necessarily have to go full guns blazing. You can kind of, you can wear people, maybe wear people down is the wrong way to, to, to phrase it, but you can, you can give them doses and make them think thoughts that are contrary to the, to the dominant narrative, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a yeah, good start. yeah. I, uh, I knew a guy who I actually wanted to, uh, start to, wanted to get, get, get like, uh, three, 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 hundred people to get, gather to, buy a bank like a like a credit institution which could be protected from from uh more more radicalized influences you know because you have people like uh visa or i don't know if it's particularly them mastercard's been pretty weird yeah and some other ones have been weird about enforcing politics into their banking practices. But, yeah, um, no way. We, we got to let you go, man, but thank you for calling in. Okay, I appreciate it so much. You guys have a good night. Yeah, have a good you night. You too. These de Blasio daughter pictures are so bad. Is the Bush confirmed? Uh, yeah, it just looks like, like <laughs> feminist pubes, you know? Gorelli, well, now I, you know, now my curiosity is peaked. Gorelli, you there? All right. Well, I will Google Bill de Blasio daughter Bush. No, you get well, nothing. You gotta, you gotta type, to type in nudes fortune. Oh, oh. Okay. Do I, maybe I need a private browser for this. I don't want this shit in my history. <laughs> Corelli, you there? All right. Uh, we'll let you hang out a second if you're there, Jen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jen. Gen X maybe had to take off Crying Wolf. Let's try Crying Wolf. All right, you got to work with me on the line. Work with me here. Hello. Already What's designed. on your mind, sir? Uh, I just want to say, uh, Blonde, you are glowing. Um, oh, it's because I'm sweaty. That's, that's okay. really why. Yeah. I like sweat a lot. Change the lighting a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, this is kind of uh, more of a blonde question in terms of the practicality oh. of balkanization. Yeah. Um, sure. Sorry, don't mind me. I'm just looking at pictures of Bill de Blasio's dog. See? <laughs> Disgusting, right? <laughs> Carry on. Jeez. Carry on. Uh, but uh, balkanization in terms of any, any lines, but specifically ideology, has never been a, a pleasant one. So wow. how do you... How do you see the the future if a balkanization does occur? Yeah, I mean, I talk a big game about how we can do this nonviolently, but I don't actually have any real plans. Also, don't listen to a woman about any of this because um, I, I wouldn't have to 
make any personal sacrifice or put myself on the line of duty or anything like that. I would just sit at home with my baby and be like, men should do all this uh, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, don't listen to me about any of this, but it, we should attempt to do it nonviolently first, right? Uh, like just secede. The problem with that though, is that um, like left, they're not going to leave us alone. Leftists aren't going to leave us alone. Like people from Spokane got shipped over to Coeur d'Alene, which is militia land so that they could harass us. It's like, just let us be alone in our community. So there really like Black is Black Lives Matter stuff. They imported protesters or what? They, yeah, they saying? came from Spokane. It, it wasn't hmm. an organic thing. Hmm. So I, I, see, I'm like uh, beginning to see that there's no way that we can just I'm not going to keep getting pushed inland because of the weather situation, but it doesn't matter anyway. Even if we all ended up in Nebraska or Wyoming or whatever the fuck, like they're still going to come for us. They're not going to let us have our way of life. So at some point we're going to have to be like, nope, and stand our ground and oust leftists from our communities and uh, how we can do that nonviolently. I mean, do, do shaming tactics work anymore? No. Clearly not. <laughs> I don't think that leftists have a lot of shame. I don't think that everybody in their community hating them is going to stop them from, from going to these places. Um, well, so I, I don't know. Essentially, degeneracy was the abolition of shame, was it not? Yeah, hmm. definitely. So I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know much, you know, about the practicality of balkanization in terms of ideological lines. But your second favorite Asians, the Koreans, have tried it, and uh, it turned out to be a really bloody war, and millions of the second best Asians died. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and um, and but they were fair, prepared like, on both ends too, and I think that that's something that reassures me about. Uh, actual violence with the left. I, I, I think that they they have intellectual cohesion and they're orderly in that way. But in terms of like sheer brute force and understanding weaponry, uh, the right just has them beat like a thousand times over. I, I, like, I, I just think it would just be, it, they would get just creamed within a matter of but, days. But you have to understand le the left has the, strange and unique tactical advantage of not seeing human life as unique and important. So <laughs> they're probably That's willing insightful. to yeah. send waves. I mean, this is what happened uh, in the Korean war, right? Like China just sent, sent millions and millions of waves of third world army militiamen. That was and, a tactic of Russia too. Not necessarily yeah. third world per se, but just like run a bunch of bodies at them. Well, I mean, Russia had also a unique advantage of being industrialized and having being able to like make actually functional tanks and stuff. But yeah, China had nothing, and they still pushed uh, the American military, or or I should say, the United Nations military at the time uh, to the thirty eighth mm. parallel. So, I, it's nice that you know we have weapons and know how, and uh, probably the brunt of human capital on the right side of the ideological spectrum. But they really don't see human life as uh, unique in terms of the individual, so they're willing. To <laughs> That's <throw>. true. <laughs> yeah, is there an I'm advantage saying, in moral subjectivity and moral relativism and and flexible, bendable morality like that? Pro probably, as unfortunate as it is. Probably is. You're probably well. We're just going to have to wait until we get attacked and then respond with the same severity, and uh, you know, without sympathy. Without <laughs> sympathy, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, 
considering that we still want to keep our moral and ethic virtue. If they come at us and start killing us in mass, then we have to respond in kind. We have to. Like we have to engage them and then slaughter them with equal magnitude or, or we'll, uh, we will meet our, Susan. we will meet our own demise. Surely. Uh, yeah, we got to let you go, but last word, if you want it, uh, this is also in the lines of like my personal struggle as a Christian in terms of like self-sacrifice and then, uh, righteous justice. Like mm -hmm. where, where does the line yeah. kind of, if there is a line, self-defense uh, draw, drawn i mean even in defense I, I i don't i don't know if it's as clear cut the theologically as uh most people want it to be sure so yeah anyways well, uh well, have a good afternoon your baby looks beautiful oh, uh and uh see you guys have a good night appreciate Bye. it okay we will uh we will end calls there thanks for patience guys and um and I hope everybody's liking the new randomization system. I know I am. I'm liking hearing from new people and uh, I'm enjoying the, the process. So uh, if you didn't get in tonight, try again soon and, um, and we will we'll talk, to the, talk to you then. If you're having trouble getting in or you want to participate but you can't do it live, send us an email at speedyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. We will get through those tonight, including those that we did not get to last week. Thanks for your patience on that. Uh, you know, Euro looking close for... Close this de blasio's daughter Tatum, just... <laughs> you're looking for a green card says having watched the sunday show i was wondering if businesses and individuals living in that Chaz area wouldn't have a pretty good basis for a lawsuit against the city and or the state the authorities seem to just have dropped uh their duties to protect their citizens i for one would feel pretty inclined to stop paying my taxes if by all accounts it seems like i've been deserted yeah uh, Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know if this is a how this directly plays in, but I do know that the police do not have a legal duty to protect you. That's true. That's we talked about it on the show. I don't remember what case we were talking about. It's a Supreme Court decision. Uh, the police do not actually have a legal obligation. No, to protect no, but you. I, I don't remember what um, case in the news that happened within the last three years that uh, uh, where we did all this research on whether or not they had to protect. Do you remember? Yeah, uh, I know that there have been cases. Like, per the Constitution, they don't have to protect you. I know that certain states and localities have thought about creating that sort of requirement statutorily or creating uh, some sort of liability for police if they fail in their duties. Like, this was an element of the Parkland case where that Parkland, cop... Parkland, that's yeah, what it was. That yeah. cop basically, you know, kind of bitched out, to, to be blunt. And he ended up people, getting his pension still. Yeah, I forget how that one ended... Um, or what sort of penalties or if he faced any penalties, but I remember there was a whole legal battle over that. Uh, do I think that, that they should? And do I, th uh, to the extent that you're being extorted to pay for these people to protect you? Yes, of course. Uh, and do I think that you should be free not to pay taxes to people who aren't going to protect you? Yeah, I do. But as, as a practical matter, would it stand up in a court of law? I don't know. That would be a question for a lawyer. My guess is, unless there's a specific statute in Seattle or Washington, probably not. Yeah. Because the the police and and the governor and and the mayor, that none of them actually have a constitutional duty to protect you. But maybe Washington State's constitution is different. I don't know. There could be something. Uh, this is from Cherie or Sherry. Uh, love your show so much. Congrats to Blonde and the baby girl. Our baby girl is named Emmeline. Only one M though. Oh, another Emmeline. I'd like to ask Blonde what her take on ear piercing infant girls is. Uh, we've actually talked about this on the show before, but I think it's super weird 
Hmm. Super weird. And at the mall, I don't know, six or eight months ago, um, I saw some little tiny little Filipino girl getting her ears pierced and she was like screaming bloody murder and she didn't know why her parents were doing this to her. I just like I can't see any benefit to doing it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm not Mexican, so I don't know why I would do it. (laughs) That's a lot of hate in that heart. Have you uh, ever seen a kid, I, except for that Filipino kid? I've never seen anybody. I wouldn't do it kid. to my daughter. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to start stabbing holes and cutting things and doing all this stuff. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, Chris M says, I remember the call-in show where we met the real Dell. I didn't have to pull over to cry, but it was definitely not nothing. I do remember that. That was, uh, yeah, that was very, uh, that was a very moving call. That was very cool of him. Uh, what was your most memorable or emotional moment on the show? Um, the one that, I, I mean, it depends. Like I, there are certain stories that we discuss that stick in my head for like comedic reasons. But if you're talking along this theme of like things that I found to be meaningful to me or emotionally memorable, uh, I will always remember the interview with Ian Petty. I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty strong. Uh, just because the thing I take away from the Petty family, and if you don't remember the Petty family lost, uh, their daughter, Elena in the Parkland shooting. And her brother, Ian, is uh, a listener of the show. And so he had messaged me and we invited him on a few months after Parkland. I forget exactly when it was. And uh, what impressed me about that family is it it just shows the, the fact that he was able to talk about what happened in a very strong and healthy way. Uh, something that's horrific that, that nobody should ever have to endure, but his family endured. And it, it, it demonstrated to me like, my God, man, look, look at the power of an intact family of faith. That's what we were looking at. It was an intact family of faith that's together through the worst thing that can happen to a parent and to a sibling. Exactly. And, uh, and, and if, if, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know, you know, like the, I, I don't know how to, there's just such strength in, in that family and such strength in his ability to speak about it. And it, it just, it just, more than my interest in, in hearing about how a family goes through something like that, it just really showed me like, listen, when it's, when it comes time to build a family, that's the family you build. That's why. Yeah. That's because if you can go through something like that and come out, all right, come out strong. Like they are, you're, you're set through about anything life can throw at you. So that, that was, that was uh, a memorable one for me. What about you? Um, I don't know if I should even bring this up, but it was the first time that you talked about your brother on the show. I don't even remember like the first time. Oh, it was probably three and a half years ago. So early in the show's history. Yeah. It was just really touching and sad. And, Mm. and I, and I just, I think it was a Wednesday show. Uh, yeah, I guess I do remember. I guess I do remember. I don't talk about it frequently. Um, and I'll refrain from talking about it now because that's not really what the question was about. But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, if people, I don't know, I figure people are not that interested in personal stuff, so I don't, I don't bring it up too much, but, uh, it is a huge part of my life for sure. And remains to this day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ineptious. If you marry a woman thinking she's Christian, wants a family, but it turns out the exact opposite once married, what do you recommend? I mean, well, what do you mean? She switched to atheist and like, yeah, she gave you a little bait and switch. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have enough information to like tell you to get divorced here, but in general, I think that you should avoid divorce as you know, as you should try, you should do everything you can to avoid getting divorced. 
But if you've been bait and switched and you don't have any children, then this is going to be like one of the only situations where if you get divorced, it's not going to be a life ruiner, maybe. I don't know how to answer this. I mean, and I need to hear her her side of the story, too. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I my worry about this question here, if you marry a woman thinking she's Christian and wants a family, thinking or she stated this explicitly, like this, this is obviously discussions that should have happened prior to the marriage. I, I would need to know more about that. Did you have an agreement that was breached or did you assume that would be my worry here? Right. Um, and then once she got married, was she like, Fuck you. I love Satan. Abortion, <laughs> abortion, abortion. I mean, I'd have to hear her side of the story, like, before I make any determination about this. But I think that, like, not, deciding that you don't want to have a family is probably grounds for divorce. Hmm. Uh, as far as what do you recommend? I mean, I'd have to. I, 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 I don't know if I could advocate divorce on that front because you, you still you've still made a commitment to that person simply not wanting children would be divorceable grounds. That's huge. Mm. I mean, and I advocated for divorce for that tranny couple. Yeah. I mean that there was an element of deception there. I think the, well, I don't want to, I think that I've come around to your view on that. I don't want to rehash that debate, but, um, but that was a tricky one too. Anyway, my advice of what would I recommend? Uh, I would recommend, making sure that she's absolutely 100% decided on, on that sort of thing. Like have these conversations and make sure that she is 100% sure. I do not want children and I'm not a person of faith. And there's no, there's no more discussion to be had on that. If you've exercised right. all discussion options, um, well then I guess you start having to think about the things that, that blonde is talking about potentially, uh, that's more difficult, but I wouldn't even consider that until you know that that's 100% her, her perspective. Uh, Henry says, are you still confident that Trump will win re-election? Latest polls do show Biden is leading by a substantially greater amount than Hillary was at the same time in 2016. Either way, this still seems like a volatile election. I am confident because national polls mean exactly zero to me. Yeah. National polls do not matter. What matters is how you perform in the states. And I haven't looked at a lot of state level data lately, to be honest, but if anything, I think that people, the, the crazier and the loonier the Democrats go, I know a lot of that, that Trump uh, may be losing some of his enthusiasm. There's a lot of people that he that think he has looked sort of weak in his response to the rioting and those sorts of things. And, you know, frankly, I have my, my points of criticism against Trump and things I don't like about Trump just like anybody else. But at the end of the day, this election is coming down to something that's like, that that that's beyond politics. We're talking about do you want to vote for chaos or do you want to vote for basic security and prosperity? Yeah. It's not even like the nuances of tax policy or healthcare or any of those things. It's just, do you want riots, lawless riots in the street or not? And not I, really. I, 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 I'm telling you, I think this, the group of silent people who are just afraid of the mob, but know that this is all bullshit. I think they're much bigger than we realize. And I think those people just like they're not inclined to voice, to speak up at work or speak up at school or speak up in their social clubs. They're not going to tell a pollster when a pollster calls, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. They're just not. They're not going to tell anybody they're voting for Trump. I would lie just to fuck with pollsters. They're going to go into that ballot box and they're going to check the box, but they're not going to tell a damn soul about it exactly. other yeah. than their immediate family. So 
I, I just I just don't believe there's anybody of sane mind or any level of independent mind looking at the current iteration of the Democratic Party and thinking, yeah, that's that's a path to a prosperous, secure future. These people who want rioters and looters running freely in our streets while we arrest law-abiding citizens and put cops who are the the barrier between us and these crazy people, put them on trial for murder for defending themselves. Right. I just don't think those people exist. Uh, free scones says, welcome to the, uh, fiance. Uh, glad to see the, this was last week. Glad to see the anti 19th quota is still filled. She did mention that a week or so back. I was talking to two friends about the peaceful protests, quote unquote, we are high school seniors ended up talking about roads blocked by protesters. One of them said it was justified and mentioned MLK's Selma March. My other friend and I agreed that it was wrong because it interferes with the lives of innocent others and protesters have no right to block the roads unless given permission. The best steel man I can think of is in an extreme case like the MLK example. Maybe the interference with other people's lives is tr- is trumped by the greater good of defeating a larger injustice. What do you guys think? Is it just, could it ever be just? And is it a violation of other people's rights? Well, I think Let's the concept... the last question first, probably. The concept of... No, no, I'll violate your rights for the greater good is... Uh, I reject that's, that, yeah. that. That That's what we're looking at in coronavirus. That's what we're looking at with the riots that are going on right now. That well, is... the greatest good is uh, the individual's rights. So... Yes, correct. It's Maybe it's, not. it's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it's kind of a paradox. The idea that you're going to violate people's rights in pursuit of the greater good. Well, you've already violated the greatest good. Yeah. To the point that you're making. Uh, so no, I, I would not be in, I don't think that, that physically obstructing people is legitimate protest. I think it's, I think it's a form of aggression, frankly. And I don't think that that should be tolerated. I don't think that should be supported. I don't care how just you think your cause is or not. Um, you, you, you could say, and at what point do you draw the line? How far are you willing to go in violating other people's rights in pursuit of a so-called just cause? To take an extreme example, you can kill people in pursuit of a so-called just cause. They're called abortion bombings. We've seen them before. These things are, again, I know that in one case people aren't dying, but the same concept applies. Oh, well, I'm only violating the rights of someone else in pursuit of a greater good. Yeah, but you're violating the rights of someone else. Right. That's what we're talking about here. So uh, the best... I, I I don't even uh, I'm trying to follow your steel man here. Extreme cases like the MLK example, I suppose the idea that um, that that Jim Crow and such were was the extreme case here. Yeah, was there injustice to be protested against? Sure. Uh, does that mean that you get to violate the? If your complaint is that your rights are being violated, I I don't like the idea of violating other people's rights to bring attention to that. That's just more violation of rights, not some sort of justified revenge or something like that uh this is krista the j hey matt blonde and all at home as the riots continue i'm more and more convinced that we're seeing a modern day french revolution barricades in seattle social isolation of wrong thing hashtag blackout tuesday roaming bands of violent groups etc not to mention that people aren't seeking political judicial change but social revolution abolish police and classism what do you think do you see similarities uh, yes. And I think the greatest similarity here is that nobody has a fucking plan for what they're going to do after the French yes. revolution was largely disastrous because after they, uh, after they did it, they were like, uh, well, what do we do now? 
What do we do now? I'm not a great French Revolution mind, so I have to plead a little bit of ignorance on that. But it is frustrating that, that yeah, it, whether you're listening to Ilhan Omar or a lot of these people, they, when asked what it is that they want to build, they always just defer to, well, the current system is broken, so we're going to destroy it and magically something else, something beautiful, as Ilhan Omar yeah. says, will come out of that. Well, h- how do you know? I don't have to say that our, our, our current system is perfect to have some questions about destroying the whole thing and starting over. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I'm very frustrated that, that they don't seem to have answers for, for what the plans are. I'm willing to listen to an alternative plan. I'm not so wedded to the idea that everything we do is perfect, that there's no plausible way to do some things better, but you must explain to me what the better way to do it is. You can't just say destroy the system. That's the problem we're having on the right. Like people are always asking me about the logistics, uh, the logistics of balkanization, and I'm like, I have no freaking idea. Um, <laughs> that's really what we need to get hammered out on the right. Like, what are our new spaces going to look like? How are we going to contend with federalism? How are we going to deal with leftist influence and infiltration? How are we going to defend ourselves? How are we going to deal with commerce? Um, are we going to have a constitution? Uh, what is succession going to look like? We have to actually deal with these details. You know who's all over this? Hmm. Andrew Anglin. <laughs> Your homeboy. All over. I don't know what to tell you, but when like I am getting the most um, common sense out of the Daily Stormers, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. But he is one of the only people <sighs> that's really talking about this. Like, what is this new world? Save going that to look sounder. Like? What is that one one fifty two thirty in the show? I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I I think he's really funny, and I and I like reading it. Uh, I, very. You've been very, hanging out with your mom too much. Yeah, she also. <laughs> is he does he wasn't he living in montana for a while is he still here? i don't know i know he's from ohio and then like i thought he was living in some asian nation and now i think he's back in the united states it's all he's like the most hated man in america so the, i'm pretty sure the only time i have uh actually like consumed uh, in fairness the only time i've consumed the daily stormer was it legitimately do you remember rage after uh, storm there was well, i do remember that right. but Two summers ago, there was the Occupy Ice stuff. And Occupy Ice was doing their occupation in Portland at the Portland uh, Homeland Security Office or Federal Building or whatever. And when that happened, a mob of Antifa protesters were harassing federal police. And they called out a black federal cop and yelled a bunch of racial slurs at him. And, And I've referenced that that video clip in my videos a million times. But the reason that I've had to return to this daily stormer piece is because it actually had like all the pieces of what happened there summarized in a way that like nobody else did. And I just happened to, it's not like I'm browsing the website frequently, but in the process of researching what had happened there, this is what I happened to come across as one of the best uh, itemized lists of all the video clips that actually happened and i'll never forget because the headline of the article was something like based antifa calls out n-word and s-word cops (laughs) he's just joking (laughs) i know know, but i i know it's like well is he i mean there's some sincerity and there's some jokiness yeah but but the point is that like like nobody's more hated than he is and and he still just keeps doing it and there's something to be said about the tenacity that he's that survived on the internet i, I don't have on to the and i don't have to admire his ideology to uh to say that hey if you survive throughout all the uh, attacks on you i can i can appreciate that at least 
Yeah, and I obviously don't agree with everything that he said, but you know, we used to there used to be a time where we could read something and just laugh about it and like think it was funny. And and a lot of the daily show, you know, a lot of it's really funny. He's got he's a funny guy. Well, reasons why the Colin show doesn't stay up on YouTube. We uh, this was our warm and uh, this was our warm. But isn't it crazy that I can't Anglin. even say that? Like, why would anybody even care? Uh. I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I just don't know enough of his history either. I know generally like some of his views and I, but I don't know. I don't know enough about the guy and what he's done or may, uh, does he have a criminal history or anything like that? Not that I know, of, but I don't know hmm. everything about him either. All I can say is, uh, they, I think it was him who wrote the article or whoever was writing over there. Uh, they, they assembled those facts better than anybody else did. I just so. can't imagine trying to police somebody's content consumption, no matter what they were consuming. For no, and certainly I am an ally in that uh, in that respect. I don't care if you want to read the Daily Stormer, and I'm not going to try to censor the Daily Stormer off the internet. Well, this took a turn for whatever. Um, <laughs> sleuthing sloth. Uh, did we read this one? No. Yeah. Uh, no, we did not. We read Chris. With everything going on lately, it seems like the end of culture as we know it. As you may have seen that in the UK, they're tearing down statues left, right, and center. I'm seeing people who I know what their true colors are showing. What's the next step? Do we cut ties with people who cannot accept us for who we are? Or do we just shut up and keep our heads down? That um, really is the question. I mean, I think the yeah. time of being able to have the luxury of shutting up and keeping your heads down, it's like, it's, it's going to be over fast. Um, just like the left won't leave us alone in our own spaces, they also are going to continue to uh, to castigate us for long past comments. Mm. So I don't know that people can continue to keep their heads down. To the question, do we cut ties with people who cannot accept us for who we are? Yes, you do. Uh, people who are malicious in your life or want to make you conform to their worldview by uh, through various forceful means. Those are not useful people to your life. And one of the greatest gifts that you've given me as a friend is the courage to act those people uh, to act those people swiftly and cleanly. And, and it's on. hard at first, but your life does become it, exponentially better. Absolutely. I have better friends. Um, I have a better future wife. I have all of those things because I'm, I've made those tough decisions to say, listen, if, if, that's how you're going to treat me. And you can't have a simple conversation about things you find disagreeable. Then we're not, we don't have use for each other in, in our lives. So we're just oh going to, we're going to just be able to be cool around each other and disagree. No. Yeah. Don't, don't waste time with people who are trying to force themselves upon you in that way. It's not, it's not, but if you not can a, still have a discussion with somebody that you disagree with and then sure. them in, in your life, then like, I, I definitely encourage you to do that. It's just that people that like, I, my line is like, I cut ties with people that think that I'm a bad person. Correct. Any sort of threat. Uh, and I don't mean just violent threat, any sort of like, I'm going to out you or punish you in this way. That's a deal breaker. And exactly the point you're making where they, they judge you morally for your views. That is also right. a deal breaker. As or if far there's as moral concerned. posturing, like they, uh, are always sending me articles that they think are is going to change my mind about x y and z yeah. stuff like that yeah okay uh root muncher says <laughs> kind of an interesting name it seems to me that uh given the ease of communication and flow of information and the ability to congregate with one's ideological peers that this allows the dominant political concerns among any group of jurisdictions that are related via common governmental parent 
will tend to be at the highest level of government. This inevitably leads to people wanting to control from the national level. Is federalism no longer viable? That's interesting. I hadn't thought of, like, if I'm understanding the question correctly, is the ease of communication these days part of the reason that we seem to be so concerned with trying to control everything nationally as opposed to trying to control everything in our neighborhood, in our town, in our county, in our state? Uh, it definitely could be. You might be onto something there. Uh, in, a, in a world where I couldn't connect to all of you guys very easily through the internet, yeah, I probably would be, I think everybody would be much more concerned about what's going on right next door as opposed to what's going on a thousand miles away. I think that's, there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. Interesting thought. Thank you for that. This is Saint. With everything going on, I've been forced to swallow yet another black pill, but I want to know, do you both think that it's a necessary medicine to take in order to keep life in perspective? Do you think it's a bad thing to take voluntarily? Um, I don't know that anybody takes it voluntarily. Uh, you really, because it's so unpleasant. It's so unpleasant to like take on the weight of the reality of the world that you live in and how much we've been lied to and what our future is going to look like, our bleak future as a society and as a people that I don't know that anybody's like, oh yeah, I, I'm super jazzed about like adopting this, this very negative worldview. It's something that you do when you realize that you have to accept the truth of our situation if you want to get the best possible outcome and you want to know how to fight things, how to fight these people. Um, so, I mean, I think that the fact that you're asking that question means that you have to accept the reality that you're contending with. <laughs> I guess I need a definition on this too. Black pill meaning what? That that the world is basically unsalvageable. That we have to watch it fall and rebuild. Society, our our society, Western yeah. society. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm certainly not there. I I think there are things to preserve and to save, and I, I I'm going to maintain optimism. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the fiddle on the sinking Titanic. I suppose you could say. Um. But I don't think anything is a bad thing to take voluntarily, necessarily. I, I would encourage anyone, follow your own pursuit of truth wherever you think the evidence leads you. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'll try to side on, uh, in favor of optimism because I think that's usually a little healthier, but I don't want people to be delusional. I don't want you to pursue optimism despite every fact presented in front of you. So, yeah, I mean, you still have to enjoy life. And you know, yeah. I just had a baby too, so like, I'm, I'm clearly investing in the future of this country i'm not like riding the black pill into the abyss yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to positively contribute to the future even though i know my daughter's life is going to be harder than my life has mm. been uh, and that's really scary to think about uh that being said like you can't be you can't have this pollyanna attitude that things are going to improve and that we're going to be able to salvage things because you're not going to be prepared then when things get really hard like skag like you're you're optimistic about these things but you're also very prepared for the boog. I should be more prepared. I mean, even this stuff going on with the writing has, has made me think about stuff. I'm not very well versed in. Like I, I don't think I'm good at, uh, well, I don't have a lot of like medical supplies, for example, or a lot of uh, medical treatment skills. There's that's, that's, but you're a proficient sort of marksman living mm, in a state. I wouldn't say that I, I can shoot. I can shoot a gun, but I, yeah, I'm not going to snipe. <laughs> like I'm not an actor. You know how to, you, yeah, but all you really yeah. need to do, you need to be prepared for a home defense situation. Sure. Yeah. You need to have a few months of food. You need to be on good terms with your neighbors and you need to live in an area 
that is away from the leftist metropolitan. Did I tell you the story of, uh, maybe I shouldn't even share this, but speaking of neighbors, and you got time, by the way, we still have a few questions, and I don't want to hold you. Oh, yeah, she's just hooked on the boob. It's cool. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is a good test of the system in the meantime. But I didn't didn't mention this to you, and uh, I don't know. For all I know, they're listening right now. But as I've mentioned that I need to be, I need to do a better job of being a good neighbor. We've talked about that time and time again, because that's important in being able to defend your community and stick up against stand up against any sort of, of threat that may come around. So I'm out mowing the lawn the other day. I'm like friendly with the neighbors here, but I don't know either of my neighbors super well. And I'm mowing the lawn and the neighbor's mowing his lawn. And I just kind of wave at him, but we're both mowing the lawn. So I'm not going to speak up because we got stuff to do. But he cuts his lawnmower and he's like, hey, I really like the YouTube channel. And I was like, no, what'd you say to me? Because <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, crap, dude. You're not going to out me. So, but, uh, that's what I asked him. And he said, Oh, I, I, I I like Dan Bongino. And I was over on Dan Bongino's website and I saw that I saw a face. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know that dude. And I was like, okay, cool. But it, it made me feel, I I said to him, I said, well, um, I'm just, I'm glad to know that I have riot or I have, uh, neighbors who aren't going to be rioters and who aren't going to be, you know, this sort of this. And and it makes me realize, like we were talking, we got to bake them some cookies. We got to become better friends and we got to, I got to do a better job. But it's scary still when like worlds collide like that. Yeah. But I'm glad that he's, I'm glad he said something. Yeah. And and I need to do a better job. Like this is, this is what I realized. It's like, there's a guy next door who shares values with me. That's true. And, and we could be much better coordinated if a threat were ever to come to our doorstep. Yeah. And I, and we're not, and I have nobody to blame for that, but myself, I should take initiative and, 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 and build these sorts of relationships. But it was, it was a very cool, interesting experience. That's really that's weird. Like, yeah. what do you do when when family members, like my husband's um, cousins that we just ran into randomly in Coeur d'Alene that yeah. don't live here. Um, we went out to dinner with them and they were asking about my channel and they like wore me down until I told them about the channel and stuff. Yeah. And then now every time I I say something, I'm like, ugh, because I told them it's <laughs> offensive and stuff like that. But like, I don't, yeah. I don't know that anybody's ever really prepared for the things that I'm going to say. Oh, I, I guess I, I've never known you. Like, I, I'd be curious to see how you present yourself to somebody in a totally apolitical environment where you're trying to kind of keep cover. You know, like I'm what a more refined you... person. Yeah, yeah. Person. yeah. Yeah. I don't talk like this on. I bet. This I is bet. like and my dirty secret. I, it's like doing porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the reason why exactly the questions we're talking about. Like, this is the reason why people don't want to stick their necks out because there's punishment for that socially and professionally. And academically and all that so and and truth be told i don't as i said to the neighbor guy too it's like i don't i really don't choose to talk politics in my day-to-day life because this is the outlet for that and i i hate when people force politics on me so i'm certainly not going to do that to other people yeah anyway that's we're way off course here but thanks for what if they're watching and then they're like oh let's check out this this daily stormer she's no 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 no. (laughs) yeah he probably he probably just heard that he's like well (laughs) he seemed cool until he's like you know the daily stormer has great factual breakdowns on antifa riots (laughs) (laughs) it's really well done way better than you'll find elsewhere oh geez um Uh, okay you know what I'm going to look up that article now. Read and I'm going to find it. This is from David. Um, Have you seen 
Dave Chappelle's 846. If not, you should. If you have, what are your thoughts? You can probably find it on YouTube if you don't want to go to Netflix. My husband and I tried to watch the other day. I got through about 20 minutes. I was expecting a comedy special. And it was not. It, he just like rips on Candace Owens' stinky vagina the whole time. It's. I heard that quote. It's really weak. Sorry, I, I'm just laughing because I got the headline almost exactly right. Headline, based Antifa calls out N-word and S-word cops at ICE facility demonstration. But it was not by Andrew Anglin. It was by somebody named Roy Batty. I don't know. Come on. Can, as a society, can we find this funny together? That's hilarious. And it still has the, uh, the Periscope stream where they, where they did this. Hmm. Uh, did you see Chappelle's new whatever the fuck? I did not watch it. Really oh, you know what? That stream's been taken down. Damn it. Maybe it's lost it forever. All right. Adam of Oz is next. Um, I'll have to check. Yeah, I'll have to check out the stream. Sorry, I don't have or the Chappelle special. Sorry, I don't have more interesting to say about it. Adam of Oz says, now, uh, how important it is, is it for people to vote for and encourage a vote for Republicans in November, even if Trump seems likely to win in a landslide? This is especially important for Blonde and Ping, too, given the whole repeal the 19th rhetoric might get Biden crossed out or the DNC more accurately elected. So is female voting the lesser of two evils here, given that the left represents and will turn America and what they'll turn America into if elected? I just worry overconfidence could be the downfall of the right. Well, I certainly will be voting. And uh, especially in the, I think uh, when it comes to state and local elections, I'm a little more inclined to vote um, some libertarian candidates, some third party candidates who I feel like are, are more aligned with my views on some things. But the presidency, for, rightly or wrongly, is so important. And as we saw this week, this, by extension, so is the Supreme Court. But that's the thing. You think you get good justices like Neil Gorsuch on the court, and then all of a sudden they're saying, like, no, actually, the, the, the Civil Rights Act does protect, uh, does protect gay and trans people from... It's, that's not in the statute, dude. You just you made it up. Yeah. You got Neil Gorsuch legislating from the bench this week, and it's like, well, what, what the hell are we doing? I mean, it'd be nice if we just had less federal power overall. But anyway, I'm getting off course on the question here. Encourage people to vote for Republicans in November. Well, I just, I'm going to encourage people to vote their conscience no matter how they want to vote. I understand people who want to vote libertarian. I understand people who want to abstain because they don't like anybody. Uh, I'll try to understand you if you want to vote Biden, but I, I don't know if I want to hang out. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard for me to understand people who genuinely support the Democratic candidate, but um, that's fine too. I, I think... Um, I, I don't I'm confident that Trump will win, but I, I certainly would not be so confident as to say that it doesn't matter and you shouldn't participate. I think everybody should be participating. This is from Tiscula. Scandinavians can be called snow apes. Then would Scots and English be called rain apes? Drizzle apes on a good day. I we like can go it. with that. Meat pie yeah. apes. Meat uh, pie apes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James says uh, Brittany Selner recently posted on Twitter about the silent majority being content with observing the actions of the left rather than acting in opposition. She speculated this is out of fear of job loss and reputation. Wow. Theme of the night or a naive assumption that Trump is going to fix everything for them. Curious to know your take. Do you believe that at this point we are in immediate danger of losing our country and the way of life if we do not act? Is is making sure we vote enough action? My position is that open opposition is greatly complicated when you have a family that is dependent on your income. Exactly. Um, 
Well, uh, all I can say is that I do believe that that she's right and that there is a big silent majority that will vote accordingly. The consequence of that is if you think it's bad now with the rioting and the unrest, wait until the day after the election in November. It is going to be insanity. And if you're not planning your your movement out of the urban centers already, you should. You should. Because I do, I do think that Trump's going to win, and I do think that it's going to get even worse in these places. And rightly or wrongly, it does seem, it does seem like Trump's strategy is to let these leftist hellholes burn themselves into even worse hellholes. Yeah. So, again, whether you think Trump should intervene or not, I don't think that he's going to start a big crusade against these mayors and these governors and start forcing their hands. I think that the plan is to let them live in the bed that they've made. And unfortunately, if that's your bed, that means that, that the, the path for you that might be best is to leave those places. Yeah. Uh, so that, that would be the action that I would advise, but you're probably going to see a lot of action just like you saw in Albuquerque where it's like, yeah, if they're destroying your city, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up and I'm going to try to stop them. And that might create conflict, but it's funny to me that the guy in the blue shirt who shot in self-defense is the big villain, but the people who are actively destroying a city with violence, with physical force, those people are, there's, there's nothing to see there. There's no legal complication. There's no moral complication. Those people are totally understandable because they think that slavery 150 years ago was the fault of some conquistador or right. something like that. Uh, whatever. Uh, this is Sam from C.S. Lewis. If all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely, of all tyrannies, a, tyr- a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Hmm. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. Mm-hmm. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so without the approval of their own conscience. Ooh, yeah. Wow. How do we mend the ideological divide of our nation, um, divide our nation faces? When the other side refuses to even sit down at the table since they cannot even conceive that they're in the wrong. Um, Great question. Yeah. Well, if we can answer that question, we would have uh, no dueling opinions on this show, would we? That's really is the crux of the matter here. I mean, I'm of the opinion that we should get down in the mud, uh, compromise our principles and like reach a new level of moral decay just to scare them away yeah i think that that there might may have to be an element of us like you know getting in the mud skag is a principles guy he thinks that we can defeat them with reason and evidence i mean i think that's becoming it's becoming more and more clear that like we can't do that they have no shame well uh, so we can't use that i'm not saying the mud can never happen but i am saying like uh they they will have to pull me into the mud but if it gets into the mud like all right, game on. And that's kind of what you saw with the Albuquerque guy. I mean, that is such a great metaphor. That that whole event is such a great metaphor for what's going on here. I mean, that guy came prepared and he was trying to stop what was happening for what I believe is a just cause. He's just trying to stop the destruction of his city. And when faced with that that mud attempt, he said, "Okay, okay, I'm I'm backing off. Leave me alone. I'm backing up. I'm backing up." They still came after him. They physically pulled him down into that mud beating him and they fucked around and they found out that's what happened to them. So um, how do we, how do we mend the ideological divide? Well, you, you, you know, you use your words until you can't. 
You yeah. use the words until you can't. And unfortunately, the until you can't part is becoming more and more frequent. That's why we all have to be prepared for the until you can't part. Uh, and I don't, uh, I hope that all the, you know, we're talking about being prepared and supplies and stuff. I hope everything I have is never useful. I hope all that food expires 20 years from now and is never eaten. I hope every round in my, in my, uh, Unshot. W- where I keep my rounds. I can't, I don't even want to say where they are, uh, that they, you know, that all, that all my firearms lost at the bottom of the lake remain at the bottom of the lake, all that sort of stuff. Um, that, that would be my hope, but I, I think you, you obviously can't pretend that that's going to be the case anymore because they seem to be coming for anybody and everybody. Anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks for the questions, guys. My, my brain is, I feel like my brain has reached that post two hour point of, of mushiness and, uh, obviously a lot of very serious themes tonight and that yeah, I can't, this is the world we're living in. It's like every, every couple days you got to see the latest destruction of a city or the latest attack on a police officer or the latest yeah. piece of vandalism or the latest attack on a citizen. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't like to live in the world where you're wondering, okay, is my city next? Is my neighborhood next? Am I next? This sucks. <sighs> Thanks for hanging out with us though. We still have super chat to catch up with. Um, and we're good over on D live. Thank you guys for tuning in over there as well. God, is her little head just going to fall off if I don't hold it? It's, it's so scary. <sighs> I having. I don't baby. know. I've, I've never really handled enough. I've never handled a baby for a long period of time. Well, I'm constantly afraid that I've hurt her. It's really scary. Mm. Um, Brian Wilson says, how come it seems like no one noticed that the cop extended expended his taser on Bray Shard after his partners was stolen? You can literally see the lead hanging off at the, off him in the cell phone footage. I actually didn't notice that the cop expended his taser. Yeah, they tased him, but it was ineffective. I don't think it hit Is him. That- or there was a shot and a miss. Yeah. I, I think so. I'm not entirely certain. Yeah. Uh, but did both cops, did both, I, and I'm actually unclear, did both cops have a taser or just one? I think they both did. It was, okay. Um, I'm going to put her down really quick. Sure. Uh, Seamus McBride says, grab her by the suffrage. <laughs> Will you read a few of these? Uh, yeah, let me uh, refresh the page here. Uh, Mabmo is the next one. Um, I got into a heated argument about the meaning of a word <laughs> with a Jew the other day. I'm not known as a Nazi, but I was becoming very anti-semantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That was clever. John Martin says, um, <laughs> Daniel Boone was a man. Uh, yes, a big man, but the bear was bigger. So, you know, I don't, uh, I feel like I'm missing something on that one. Is that a joke that I that went over my head? Potentially. Sorry about that. Know. Sorry, John. Um, yeah, sorry. This super chat notes I may have name dropped uh, earlier. I'll go back and delete it. But, you know. I did out. what I could to save you by showing my cute baby. So. Yeah, na- names get out. Whatever. I'm going to go. I'll go back and take care of it. I'm not that worried about it. Um, Ten minutes is way too much. I was first five and people at 50, 56 and 57 are going to keep me from getting in. I, we do what we can, man. Um, you know, I, I, I know that uh, I know there might be a little bit of frustration, but I don't think the route of like we're going to have a specific timer and kick people out on the second is um, is a great option. So we try. Uh, yeah, we do the best we can. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Jordan Moore says uh, hashtag cock the vote. That's, I like that. That's a good one. That's, good. that's a good one. Um, Long Dong John, I'm sick of Chinese government, not the people. 
Have they heard of saying governments exist with the consent of the governed? If the Chinese people didn't want their government, Jinping would end up like, uh, I never know how to say this guy's name. It's really bad. I don't know how to say that one either. Uh, I should definitely know this. The Romanian communist leader that was killed by his own people. Hmm. Um, who really deserved it. Liberative said, bucking for that internship, best racist joke, how many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? Answer, none. <laughs> Thank you. The latest, I'm not convinced a significant number of people have switched sides in this recent wave of leftist bullshit. Can we employ some of their tactics? Maybe we should figure out how to effectively amplify cases of jogging behavior in response. I am not um, going to be niggardly. Thank you. Uh, um, Denistrio, donations well, to be able... Well, there was a... I got a... Can we employ some of the... Wait, wait, maybe we... Effectively amplify this case. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, that seemed rhetorical to me. Maybe they, she was asking us. He was asking us. I think it was, I think it was an actual question, not a rhetorical oh, okay. question. Can we employ some of the tactics? Uh... I don't know. I, uh, well, those questions we've been going through that all that tonight. Like I, I just find a lot of their tactics to be uh, morally wrong. And so mm -hmm. I, I don't want to become them. That's the difficulty. Do I want them to see them defeated? Yes, but I don't want to become them in the process because what's the defeat worth then? If, right. if this, if the things that they're doing that we don't like become the status quo or become the norm anyway, that's the, that's the difficulty of the situation. Um, I forgot I was reading these. Uh, liberative. Bucking for that internship. Oh, I just read that one. No, it's, uh, we're at uh, Denistrio, right? Whoops. Uh, Denistrio. Donations to BLM are given to a group called Act Blue. Black Lives Matter opts not to claim the donation, so Act Blue can do what they want with the money at all. It's, yeah, it's going to be just straight party fundraising is what that's going to be. That's insane. Sore loser. Her beauty will unfurl after the braces, headgear, and glasses come off. Yes, I'm going to get her all of those whether or not she needs them. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can find yeah some extras. Seriously, though, I can already tell she's going to be a knockout. It's going to be a real problem. I don't know what to do. Mike Bob, uh, Floyd's gold casket tour and eight minutes of silence is too much for me. Beam me up, aliens. I went off this planet, but seriously... See the second coming of our Lord and Savior or something this ridiculous. <laughs> it was a very uh, elaborate funeral. I wish we had more time to get into it for Sunday, where there was just so much to talk about. You see some of the speeches and how politicized this crap yeah. was, too. You got Floyd's, Floyd's daughter saying America was never great. You got Al Sharpton up there doing his race hustler bit. It's just, what are we doing, man? None of this, none of you, well, his daughter knew. His daughter, in theory, knew him. I don't know if she actually did. Yeah. Al Sharpton didn't know this guy. You had a bunch of people who have no idea who the hell this guy is, eulogizing him. What a joke. Yeah. It was all a political show. It was all a DNC fundraiser, essentially. Uh, do you want me to carry on? Are you, you good? Sagar says, meanwhile, Australia is planning to shut down the real estate market and make it illegal to sell property to prevent a crash. This fly in the USA. Who knows? Hmm. Um, uh, I've never heard of such a thing. Um, that, but then again, I've never heard of half the crap we've done during this coronavirus nonsense. Yeah. So totally. I, I'd imagine that would be legally challenged, but uh, I would have imagined a lot of the stuff we've, we've done is would have been legally challenged to a greater degree than it has been. So who knows? Uh, but hopefully that's not for very long down in Australia. Um, sorry, my daughter is just like crapping like pooping. Did you, uh, did you hear her pooping during the show? No, I did not actually. Oh, very good. That's good to uh, know. Bill says, uh, check out the Joe Rogan clip 
why are corporations really supporting the George Floyd protests with Crystal and uh, Sager of the Hill? Basically, they explain it's a distraction for crop malfeasance. Makes sense. Huh. Um, I'm not sure I understand. What a crop malfeasance meaning what? I'm not sure I follow. I have no idea. I'll have to watch it. Um, Sylvan says they should all be rape- repatriated. Who cares? <laughs> Super long way down. Watch Sam Harris's podcast, episode 207. Titled, Can We Pull Back from the Brink? Really good, tough facts, important questions. Also, congrats, mm. Blonde and Matt. You're okay, too. Oh, well, thanks. I just hate Sam Harris's face, and I think he's an <laughs> idiot. And he was so dumb on the Trump stuff. I just, like, he's just lost all credibility. I don't know if I can go back. I don't know. Uh, I, I'll consider it. I haven't listened to Sam for a while, so I, I could go back and check it out. Is Brian Wilson, did you send us twice? Uh, yeah, this is the same one as before. So, Brian, if that was an accident, um, get in Let touch with me and we can, I, can, I can reimburse you on that one if, uh, if that was unintentional. Liberative says blonde. 0.08 is legally drunk. 0.1 is typically aggravated and extreme DUI. I don't know. I mean, it's not super wasted. That's all I'm saying. Like, and he seems You're still a coherent. functional. Like, you're still a, a, you're, not, you're not on the ground drunk at 0.1. Like, I would imagine that we're going to find out with toxicology that there were additional drugs in his system. Hmm. I don't think the point one is pass out in the drive through drunk. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Um, Mark Duquesne, if violence is the voice of the unheard, what is the result of years of deplatforming and social silencing the center right? Bethel, Ohio and Philadelphia are a warning. The kid gloves are coming off. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Theme of the night too. Uh, when is the fight coming? Cause the fight is coming. They're bringing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, where was I? Crash test? Uh, crash test is up next. Want to see some madness? Look into Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering. Uh, they are the evergreen <laughs> of the business world. Yeah, I remember that happening a little while back. There's something about back. how the cards are racist or the characters are racist or something like that. I don't follow Magic closely. But yeah, every every form of entertainment will be purged. Now, the, late, the latest, um, it's not entertainment, but just pieces of culture and consumer products. Aunt Jemima's out. And my dad uh, texted me this morning joking about uh, Uncle Ben being next. And then literally, like, shortly thereafter, news about Uncle Ben came out. (laughs) Uncle Ben is going to get reformed, too. And the thing is, those aren't even, like, those are just pictures of black people. Yeah. They're not not even, like, (laughs) grotesque caricatures. (laughs) They're just pictures of You can't show a picture of a black person anymore. That's true. Yeah um odysseus horse oh lmg no no thank you odysseus horse you're wrong blonde shaming tactics do work we just haven't been using the ones that our founding father fathers used make tar and feathering great again yeah have you have you seen john adams on hbo a long time ago oh but so I ha- good yeah but they show a tar and feathering and i i, I guess i never re- like realized the horrific nature of it there are different forms of doing it like it can be lethal or it can be like more of just a mockery thing I mean, I th- the way they were doing it on that show, I was like, there's no way that this person survived this. You're talking like hot tar burn a person type yeah. stuff? Yeah. Like all over their body and their face and everything. Yeah. Um, Graham Godfrey, LA cops not getting paid overtime for the recent gatherings and bonfires because city is broke. Mm. Christy A. Blonde, your baby girl is beautiful. Enjoy your little glow worm. Yeah, she's the best. I love her so much. And I am going to stop showing pictures of her and stuff because I think it's an invasion of privacy but um you know all babies look the same so okay 
Can I read this one about de Blasio's daughter's axe wound? Oh, please. I've got the infamous de Blasio daughter axe wound. It's exactly what you would expect, like a bloodhound dog's ears in a wind tunnel. She also has a Fook capitalism tattoo near it. Classy. (laughs) Twiggy Chan says, here in Utah, we had protests, but it's been so hot that they didn't last very long. What I've learned is that if we defund the police, just support global warming, can't beat the streets... If you can't beat the heat, thanks for uh, supporting the show. Um, oh, dang it. I, I owe him a Bernie, but the system, the sounder system is so screwed up now. I am not going to be. Oh, there it goes. I am not going to be niggardly. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for supporting. Uh, let's see who's up next. Uh, Aleda says uh, the purpose of marriage is children. Why even get married if children aren't part of the plan? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, like, if, if people agree that they don't want children they want to get married and they don't want to get married, sure, uh, that's fine. But generally, that is that is uh, the thinking behind it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but if you find out somebody can't have children, I wouldn't be like, you need to get divorced. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's probably ways to work around that. There's adoption. There may be other options for conception. Who knows? Uh, there are lots of reasons to get married without having kids. Um, Black Magic, I admire your platform of free speech. Thank you for reading my chats, and I understand if you can't say it out loud, it's your livelihood. Guard your own. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Neo Torwich, Wick, two notes, uh, or two donations. One is blank, and the other one says, you guys are fags, but I love you. Always talk. Uh, I always talk shit in the chat because Matt is a good-natured gay. <laughs> Congrats, Blonde. A good-natured gay? All right, I guess it that's says better G-E-7-Y, than G-E-7-Y, so... I guess that's better than a bad-natured gay. Uh, let me see. Um, Edward Gonzalez says, Close the gates. Great show, guys. Um, Mark Duquesne again says, Do unto others as you would have done, under- done unto you until they have done unto you, then respond in kind, or in a, or in a show ape. If they attack from the mud, choke them with the mud, then take a shower. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Is this I, I sort of understand where you're coming from, but there's also there is where does the turn the other cheek sort of philosophy play into this too? They do have to be defeated, and and what I'm saying is like I, I do agree that if I'm pulled into the mud, well then it's a mud fight in self defense. That's that's the situation at hand here. What I don't want to do is adopt their tactics offensively. That's what yeah. I don't want to do. Yep um james t kirk uh hey matt love your last video my wife and i will be heading to missoula from washington to meet up with a friend and his wife who just had a baby in camping would you have time to meet up sent in an email uh, i will check my email if it's, if you're asking me to go to missoula probably not but if you're coming through bozeman uh potentially uh just let me know maybe we can make a plan um and i'll check my email and i'll get back with you thanks for supporting the show I might have to duck out early. She's... I think we're pretty much done. Kelwin says, uh, Aunt Jemima already had a makeover from the original icon. Looks like she lost 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, she did get a makeover, but she's too racially insensitive. Um, oh, I guess there are a few more. Uh, or just a couple more. Bill says, Corp was a, was a typo. I was going to say Corp as in corporate malfeasance. Oh, I see. The DNC and corporations are trying to cover their sins of exploitation. Definitely watch the clip and the whole time... Uh, and the whole video uh, time allowing. Okay, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear that. Uh, Aztec uh, says, late join tonight. Have you talked about what's going on in Atlanta? Alleged mass Atlanta Police Department walkout. We did hear from our friend Neil on Realist. So I'm going to look at that as soon as we're done. And yeah, I'm I'm not surprised at all. And we'll certainly talk about it on Sunday. Timmy J says, I've dealt with a lot of shame for slavery, not saying it compares to people who actually experience racism. 
but how do we heal as a nation of white people carrying this shame? Yeah, I, I, th- I just that's the th- can't sympathize. I don't understand why any white person would be, feel ashamed about this. We ended slavery and then ended it all over the world. And, and yeah, and by we, it's like generations, many, many generations ago. Like none of us had any connection to any of this as individuals. So what do we do? It's just silly. It's just. I'm sure I have all sorts of pieces of shit in my personal lineage. I'm sure there are pedophiles that I'm related to murderers, all sorts of people. I have a slave slave owning uh, relative named Willis who not only slaughtered all the Indians around his salt mine, he had like tons of slaves. And then he tried to make sure that slavery stayed intact in other States. Like, and I don't feel Hmm. bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. I don't even know who this person was. Uh, just real quick before we're finished over on Streamlabs, Polita, Politark, Politark, all this talk about civil war on the right is utterly retarded. Matt, recommend you talk to the distributionist Catholic reactionary YouTuber who will run you through the malicious mold, mold bug and why the right is and will get crushed, especially in a civil war. Uh, I don't know why it's retarded. I, I, the, the war is being brought upon us. I don't think there's anybody jonesing for a war, but there are people who don't want to let other people live the lives that they choose. And uh, I just have to disagree that the left is going to crush in any sort of traditional warfare, but maybe there's maybe there's some, something else that's up the sleeves. I don't think they're going to necessarily look for traditional warfare to the point that uh, maybe he's making. Also says, second, the objective of the BLM protests is to get the progressive uh, commissars to into the force. The future of the cops in America is the European model, as in British police not giving a shit about things like mass industrial scale ethnic rape because racism. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that like there's a lot of, uh, that the the methods to try to, succeed in this conflict are a lot of like less traditional behind the scenes try to take over and and subvert certain pieces of influence or cultural uh cultural influence that sort of thing but at the end of the day if you're trying to force people to do things or behave in ways that you want them to do you have to use physical force yeah and i just don't know that they have the edge when it comes to physical force there's just no way around that you want people to do stuff physically, you got to force them to do it. We'll see if it comes to that. Quebec says, have you seen Computing Forever's videos on Agenda 21 and the Fourth Industrial Revolution pushed by the UN? I have not, but uh, I know that they're really good. He put out one stuff. a new one, I think, yesterday. Okay, we're going, kids. All right. Don't worry, Emily. We're, uh, we're all finished up, but we'll be back on uh, on Sunday, of course. Uh, I, I I can only speculate what we'll talk about. I imagine all this Atlanta insanity will be part of it, but who knows? The news cycle is changing changing so quickly right now that I have no idea what we'll talk about. The only thing I do want to mention briefly is did you see Rick Wilson get owned by Domino's on Twitter? That was the highlight of my week. I'll explain it. Uh, (laughs) We'll go through that. And then I want to talk about the Supreme Court case. Uh, Well, several Supreme Court cases as well, but we'll see what happens between now and then. Have a good week. (laughs) 